What's up, Internet? You're tuned into episode 100 of Nintendo Noise, Lip Screen Games Weekly Nintendo Podcast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined for the first time in far too long by the OG crew, the fantastic <laughs> four of the Nintendo Noise Podcast. Of course, I'm Pete and Bessie. I'm joined today by Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. Mr. Chewy Plays. Goodbye, goodbye. And Miss Sierra Plus Ultra. Woohoo! Hi. Woo-hoo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mario is yours. Don't forget. <laughs> no, I'm changing it every time. This is exclu- <laughs> exclusive to this episode. I will never do it again. Master Dish. <laughs> That's how you know this is going to be a good one. Not only do we have the entire group back together, we're already kicking out exclusive content for you. And I am very, very happy to say that this is the most production effort I've ever put into an, ep- uh, an episode of any flip screen game show. We are, of course, if you have not been listening to the last couple episodes, we are doing our top 100 Nintendo games of all time list. So what does that mean? What we've done is each of us has made an individual list of up to 100 games. It's the max that we could include. Some of us had less than others. But we went through, I compiled all of those games. There was 166 games represented across our four lists. And I went ahead and ranked them. So if you gave a game your number one spot, it received 100 points. If you gave a game your number 100 spot, it received one point, right? So that's that's how we got all the point values. Uh, There were a number of ties. Every tie that came up. I broke in one of two ways. If more than one person voted for a game, right, or whichever game got the most votes among the four of us would proceed. If they had the same number of votes, which is usually one or two, uh, then I would go to Metacritic as a tiebreaker. And in the rare instance where there was a retro game that did not have a Metacritic score, I went and found contemporary reviews and tried to come to the best fair consensus that I could based on that. So, you know what you should have done? Settled it in Smash. Just put the two characters <laughs> against each other on <laughs> computer players. That would have been I wonder, it. I wonder if any of the ties would have not been able to be done because one of the games wasn't represented. That'd be an interesting question. Yeah, that would be weird. If they're not in Smash, I guess they don't count, right? Yeah, I guess not. Well, well I don't know. Some of Steve's games threw some crazy ones. Sierra threw out a game I did not know was published by Nintendo. So we got some interesting ones on this. Well, one. I mean, it might. I didn't oh, don't worry. Check. I double checked. I double oh, you checked. did? <laughs> I fact checked everything. I made sure we were all. There's only one non Nintendo published game that I allowed to squeak through. Was it Was it the one I mentioned? It was the one you mentioned. Yeah, and it was because it appeared on three lists. And I was yeah, like, okay, I had enough. it on my list for sure. I did too. So we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, we got a long episode ahead of us. We got 100 games to get through, so we're going to jump right into it, gang. Uh, so the top 100, and if you're not on YouTube, this might be one you want to watch on YouTube. You know, Steve and I made a nice little PowerPoint. It's very good. So, you know, you want to go check out the graphics here. But anyway, our top 100 Nintendo games of all time as ranked by Flip Screen Games. Number 100, Star Fox 64. So, Lilat Wars. <laughs> Wars, of course. Uh, worth, <laughs> worth calling out to you, Steve knows some of the entries on the list because he helped me put the pictures and he doesn't know all of them. Sierra and Chewie know none of them. I know so nothing. Each one is going to be a reveal. 
I was pleased to see this get uh, on the list. This is the only Star Fox game that any of us wrote in. That was the only one that voted for it. But it I didn't also write any. Every Star Fox game. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, it's all right. Hey, we, we, you know, you got to just put in your favorites. And I'm, I'm glad I'm glad it squeaked by. I'm glad we got one Star Fox rep on the list. I mean, to be fair, it's the one you would want, right? Yeah, the, it's, either the that, it's either that or the original Star Fox. I don't think you put any of the other ones on there. Yeah, I mean, maybe Star is... Fox Adventures. Some people like, really do yeah, mess with yeah, yeah. that game, right? Like, this is also every Star Fox game, so... Yes, every Star Fox game has been chasing this high, so it makes sense. And I will say, for games where there was, like, a remake, we just... It's, like, Star Fox 3D counts here, too, all right? I don't want to hear it in the comments that that's better, okay? It's the same game. It's fine. <laughs> Number 99, Super Mario 3D Land. This is another one that only one person voted for, and it was me. <laughs> and I was very glad that it made it. It's a great game. Underrated game, I'd say. Yeah, I think I think it got a uh, a bad rap because, you know, 3D World was out the same time over on the Wii U, right? And people yeah. were just like, I'll play that one instead. Yeah, this game is killer. I, I think it's if you haven't played it, it's one that's definitely worth going back to. And it's very unique in the way that it presents, like, the kind of like 2D level clear Mario format, like the way it plays with with perspective is really, really cool. It does some very unique stuff. One I'd love to see uh, get a port one of these days. Did it use the 3D screen in any meaningful way? Or was it? It did. Just... Okay, that's cool. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, you know, your mileage may vary, right? Some people just play those games totally with no 3D and that's fine. But I, I think this is one of the ones that takes really good advantage of it, actually. That's good. Uh, well, uh-oh. Why is 98 the same game? Uh-oh. Okay. So we've made a mistake here. It's fine. Because I know which game got... All right, all right, all right. I'm going to make a slight adjustment here, okay? So actual number 100, Yoshi's Crafted World. That was from Sierra's uh, list. That oh. was number 101. So that's actually 100, all right? 99, Star Fox. Uh, okay. 98, Super Mario Land. 97. We're back on track, everybody. Okay, okay cool, worry. cool. Bravely default. Nice. Yeah. I was stoked to see this one make it. Chewie, you voted for this as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this game's great. I mean, it, it it's just big JRPG goodness that has... It, it introduced what was kind of like the default mechanic, which was like you can set your players to wait a turn and save an action, or you could set them to just like go ahead four turns and do four actions at once. So it was really like high risk, high reward type of gameplay. And this was what kind of crossed over into games like Octopath Traveler and that sort of thing. So yeah, really, really cool 3DS game, uh, Bravely Second. I don't know why they didn't call Bravely Default to Bravely Three Fault. Really missed opportunity <laughs> there. Um, but yeah, the, I, I really enjoyed this game. Tons of like classes and stuff like I don't know, re really cool modern take. Uh, I guess not so modern now that it's been like, I don't know, 10 years, right? Now, yeah, but... <laughs> uh, but yeah, a, a nice update to like the turn-based formula for sure. Yeah, I, I definitely am with you there. Like, I, I think that was the thing about this game that, that spoke to me the most. Like, it has a, a good enough story and I like the characters, but the combat is, I think, really where it sings. Like, the default system mm -hmm. uh, is really cool. And I think it kind of breathed some new life into that standard, you know, Final Fantasy turn-based combat. And it also, like you said, the classes thing, very much reminded me of, like, Tactics, where it was, like, mm -hmm. you were constantly evolving and, like, unlocking new classes so you could have, like, hybrid roles and stuff. Very, very cool. You know, it's, it gives you a lot of control and customization over, like, how you build out your party and how you take advantage of your bruisers versus your magic users and all that stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Great game. Glad to see it make the list. Number 96. Yes. <laughs> nice. Good game. Otherwise known as Dr. Kawashima's Brain Training, which I think is a better name, personally. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, because I mean, if it's, why is the brain, like, brain age doesn't seem reflective of, like, what's happening. Brain training. Yeah, like, your I brain, like you're training happening. your brain, yeah. I guess you do get an, you get an age for your brain, which I remember. I yeah. used to love this They're game. Like, oh. I, oh, that's what they mean. I thought they meant, like, your your brain is aging. Let's Let's <laughs> learn. They want to know how your brain is aging. It's like, you know, it's like, do you have the, you have the a sharp mind of a, I don't know. Who's sharp? 21 year old, maybe? I think like the lowest age you could get on there was what is maybe the like smartest 18 age? or something. I don't know. I think it went lower than that. But they definitely oh, went okay. very old as well. Like, yeah. I know some old stupid. people are fucking idiots. So I don't think age is a good barometer. But, <laughs> but uh, I feel like exclusively if you're an old person playing this game, that's where that makes sense, right? Where it's like, yo, no, your your brain's still young and sharp. Don't worry about it, you know? Just for grandma. Yeah. It's a positive reinforcement we need. <laughs> Good job, people. You solved the Sudoku puzzle. <laughs> trying to battle that dementia, you know? Sudoku on here is good, though. They were great. Yeah. And this was the first game I remember owning that you turned the DS on its side and you used it in, like, mm. that book format, which I thought was really clever and really smart. And, like, you would see stuff going on on the left-hand side of the screen, like the Sudoku puzzle would be there, and you could, like, write. You could like press on a box and like write into into the box, which was cool. It was it was quite innovative in that in that regard, I think. Mm-hmm. This and game it was, also did it not use the microphone as well. Like you would have to read out the colors rather than you'd read I out the word so. rather than the colors that came on the screen. Yeah, I think it had a game like that. This game definitely captures like Nintendo's Blue Ocean era where like everybody had a DS, everybody had a Wii, and anybody who had a DS had Brain Age basically. Uh, that's why you can still find copies of this game for like two bucks if you really wanted to go and like experience those, it. This is one of those games that like really helped them cement the casual market, you know? Mm-hmm. And like that that there was that that type of DS player that was like a middle aged mom, you know, or whatever, right? <laughs> Yeah, this was this was like part of playing Wii Sports, you know. This was, I think, one of the first games. This and Nintendogs were part of the Touch Generations thing. I don't know if you had that in America, Mm -hmm. but it was like the idea that you could play things that weren't necessarily seen as traditional games, but more general software that would be like an experience for you to continue to play throughout your whole life. Yeah, and I mean, I I don't know if um, I know Steve. I feel like listened to it as well, but uh, Reggie uh, did his um his biography right where he was talking about this era of nintendo quite a bit and that was like one of the things they talked about was like really wanting to create software that appealed to like you know at the time right there was this mindset of like oh gamers are young boys right and it's like well no like they're not right and like we want to make games for your grandparents we want to make games for the parents we want to make games for you know um folks that have traditionally not had games marketed towards them right and obviously that worked in spades isn't there a Nintendo commercial of Beyonce playing the Nintendo DS? Yes. Yes, there is. Oh my God, we got to unearth that. <laughs> <laughs> Beyonce's training her brain. You know, that's how, yeah. she, that's how she wrote Lemonade. She was playing this the game. Brain yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move along. Number 95, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. I forgot nice. to put this on my list, and I meant to. 
But oh, where would you have put it? Because it would have ranked higher. Because I think probably I would have ranked higher. Like the top thirty for me, somewhere in there. Definitely yeah, not the top up. ten, <laughs> but up there. But you know, I thought this was respectable. You know, I was I was happy to see it make the cut. I think it it's pro- properly rated in terms of like where it ranked among the other like quote unquote mainline games. I think this is a great game. So it's, it's a fun, enjoyable little thing. I went in with pretty low expectations and ended up really enjoying my time with it. So, yeah, and it has the best controller. If you got it the does. Pokeball controller, that thing yeah, is which, great. I, I liked using that thing with Pokemon Go as well. It was like a yeah. two for one. It was great. It's like think. the only Pokemon game you ever liked, Steve. This and Pokemon Go were the like the only two. Yeah, like, <laughs> really. really <quick> <laughs> and it's because of the controller. Maybe if they let you use that in other Pokemon games, they'd be better. It games. would have been good, wouldn't it? It would have been nice mm-hmm. rather than me spending like fifty quid or whatever it was on that on that little ball, only to be able to use and it with you. one game ever. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I have much else to say about this one. So we'll. Uh... <laughs> I think the worst thing about this game though was that Mewtwo was stuck behind the paywall of having to get that ball. It was Mew. Mew. Was it Mew? Yeah. Mew was. Yeah. Okay. Which is, I mean, yeah. that's fair enough. The only oh, way you could get, the I game, forgot about get it that. in the original game was through hacking. Um, so uh, I never even no. got Mew. I finished the main game, but I didn't. I don't know. The Kanto remake. Yeah, it's it's solid. You know, it's the second best Kanto remake. What more? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Number four, James Bond 007 on the Game Boy. Yeah, I can't believe this made the list. I was very surprised. (laughs) I'm clearly the only one here that's played this game, right? Sorry. (laughs) This is well worth a play. It's like a James Bond Zelda game. And you play James Bond and you have to go walk around and solve puzzles. You like walk around Marrakesh and you have to like shoot people with your with your gun. And you go to like casinos and you have to like gamble. You know, like you do like in you Zelda. Need... Yeah, but you need to learn how to play blackjack and baccarat. And when I was like seven and playing this game, I had zero fucking clue what I was doing. <laughs> I, I must have done the same thing over and over and over again and never got that far. But I've played it since. It's actually a pretty fun game. It's well worth well worth checking out, and it's one of those, I think, rare licensed Nintendo games that they put out. Like I can't really remember many I mean, other James Bond movie games. Oh, Goldeneye. But... Yeah, Gold, Goldeneye, I guess. But that was mm-hmm. a, that was made by Rare, right? I guess sure. it's published by Nintendo. So yeah, I think I think this was yeah, in a similar thing. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I was surprised by this one. This is one of the ones where I saw it and I was like, you can't put this on here. And then I looked at it and I was like, you know what? God damn it, you can. pretty good all right number 93 mario cement factory oh yeah the best the one of the best game and watch games yeah by far i love 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 the game and watch representation on this list there's another one that's coming along later (laughs) (laughs) it's it's one i would love to get like a physical hardware one of but you know, this even got representation in the Mario movie that came out this year. Like we saw, right? Uh, we saw Mario's Cement Factory, which was really cool. Uh, I just think it's such a fun concept. It's really, really fun, and I love the the lineage from all the way back in Game and Watch, all the way through to today. That you can see the characters have kind of moved with Mario. The same back from what was essentially a calculator screen all the way up to now. I think it's really fun. For sure, the art on this is great. I love it. The game and watch art is so good. Yeah, I'd love. I'd love to collect these one day, but that's a, that's a project. Number ninety two, Wii Sports Resort. 
I nice. believe this is another that we're in this era right here where most of these games only one person voted for. Like let's go Pikachu. Uh, I think both Chewie and I had, but we both had it low. This is a one that I believe was only on Sierra's list. What? Are you for real? It's a good game. It really is. I kind of forgot <laughs> it. Oh, wakeboarding. That's I mean, you know. Did they, did it use of. the uh the we fit board at all? I don't believe so. Because I, so. I feel like wakeboarding no. would have worked with that pretty well. That would have been cool. Yeah. But was I this was... the one that you needed, like the gyro, the new motion plus thing, right? I believe it came so. With that, I think and that, that might be right. And that, yeah. and I added that, and so you got like the more one-to-one motions. I loved the fencing. That was one that me and my yeah. friends played a lot. That was really fun, <laughs> and the basketball was fun. Yeah. <laughs> good game. Really good game. But like not good enough for your list, apparently. I, I kind of forgot about it. Like in retrospect, <laughs> I, I probably would have put it on my list, but I think all said and done, I would have been lower. So like it probably only would have went up a couple spots on this list anyway. So. Yeah. But shout out to the Sports Resort. Really good game. <laughs> 91, Pokken Tournament DX. This is one both Sierra and I had in our list. Nice. Great game. Really fun. I know. I can't believe it didn't get a life of its own. Like, well... I mean, in comparison to the bigger like esports games, like fighting yeah. games, I'm yeah, surprised it's... this didn't have like a big moment. Like but... I remember it was at Evo for like a year or two. I feel like after it came out, and then it kind of just fell off, which is a bummer because it's a really good game. I feel like yes, it being trapped really on well Switch made. is probably the biggest hurdle, right? Is like it's just not a great console for online, and I wonder if that no. played a, a, a factor, but. I was playing this ranked for like a couple months after it came out. It was just having a great time until I got to the mm-hmm. point where only the really good players were left. And it's like, all right, I guess that's the end of my time with Pokemon Tournament. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that's just so common with fighting games. Um, I think this this still gets representation at Pokemon World Championships, doesn't it? I think it was at the last oh, one. Yeah, I think you're oh, right. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. Yeah, because I, I remember oh, watching yeah. it. They They also had like at that time the the promotion on nso where it was like you can download it for a week and it, it's yes, on sale I remember that so i did play it a bit then and it was great i i tried it and i was like man i am not as good as these people i'm watching on twitch right now <laughs> this this is a game i feel like could really benefit from a sequel you know yeah i'd, I'd love for them to get mm-hmm. another another shot at it all right let's jump into the next one number 90 super smash brothers brawl I love this game. I know that it gets a lot of <laughs> flack for slipping and tripping and all that stuff, but like I think if there if I had to think about which game I've spent the most time in, it was this one. Like this I have so many memories of like being high school, like into early college age and like playing with my old bandmates or like having my friends over after school and packing like 15 people into a room and bottom two passing and just like playing for hours and hours and like so many Mm -hmm. of my core smash memories are of brawl so you know warts and all it's a game that's like very very special to me so i had to Mm -hmm. give it it its flowers i did play this a lot and it it killed my wii eventually (laughs) it's the only thing i was playing on my wii for the last like five years of it (laughs) yeah um and the the story mode like it just had all of those really awesome cutscenes, which I think the only iteration we've gotten of that is like the introduction trailers, you know. Yeah. But I, I feel like that was cool. the start of like just really cool hype moments of Smash, you know. 
And this is where we started getting the third party characters like Sonic and mm-hmm. Snake were both in this for the first time. And it was like, what? That's insane. How could they pot? And now we <laughs> now we take that for granted. Right. But this is kind of where it started. So definitely one that I always I always think back on fondly. 89 Donkey Kong Jr. <laughs> Great game. I love Donkey Kong Jr. I think it's superior to Donkey Kong in many ways. Um, I think Donkey Kong kind of gets the win because it was the first one. It's the one everyone really really remembers. It introduced Jumpman, who became Mario, and Donkey Kong was the it's character. It's huge for putting Nintendo on the map. Yeah, but I, I love Donkey Kong Jr. I think the, the level design's better. I think it's really fun. I like the concept that you're trying to get a key and then you go around the level more. I have such a good time whenever I, whenever I uh, crack out Donkey Kong Jr. It's a good one. Number 88, Super Mario Brothers 35. Oh, I'm going to go yes. play this after this. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for me, Chewie? This was yours. They they shouldn't have killed this game. It's just like, it was so much fun. I'm mostly mad that I the highest place I ever got was third before they shut it down. I, was, I never got to win <laughs> at Super Mario Tragic. 35. But yeah, it's, it, you know, it's original Mario, but like the twist is kind of you're playing against 34 other people so it's 35 total and you're just trying to outlast all of them and it was cool there were like unlocks you could get more stages over time you you could eventually unlock luigi as a playable character which was just green mario you know um but yeah this was fun kind of along the lines of like the tetris 99s things battle royale and I, i don't i just don't understand why they killed it it was so much. It was just so much fun. Bring it every back. once in a while. Yeah, bring it back. There's no reason it should be gone. Maybe they'll bring it back for like Super Mario Bros. 40 or something. Just That'd like every cool. five years. Yeah. You just add five more players. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> All right, number 87, Pokemon Puzzle League. Shout out to Pokemon Puzzle League. Yes. I. This was like baby's first puzzle game as a child. Like this was my Tetris. <laughs> yeah, I was so pleased. There's two infamous or famous depending on who you're asking i guess uh, pokemon puzzle games and i was very pleased to see both of them make it on the the list thanks to the two of us so <laughs> shout out to pokemon puzzle yes gotta Not my favorite one but my favorite one's coming up so we'll talk about that later yeah this one was sick because it had all the anime stuff i remember that being like those super compressed anime like yeah dialogue lines you know yep and the cutscenes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and looking at this cover, like it's surprising to see Ash on there because the video games, like they go with the different characters, you know, like more of the manga. Yeah, I think this was the only sort of console release aside from, I guess, Yellow Version, which is like literally inspired by the anime, right? Um, mm-hmm. Where it actually did make use of the anime characters. I think every other appearance of them in a game is like on PC or something. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting one. Moving along. 86, Hey You Pikachu. <laughs> Who would not believe this game ranked this highly? So funny. Who else made the list? List. It was at the bottom of my list, but I had Okay. I just, you know, I'm like, I'm like nine or ten years old. I like, you know, I'm obsessed with this show. I can talk to the yellow rat. Let's go. <laughs> like, I... I a lot of the games on this list, like I went chronologically from when I have a first cognitive memory of playing video games, which was like ninety nine, and like went like in chronological order from there. And like this is a game that had like a very strong like mark on me as a kid, so I had to throw it on sure. there. 
it's so funny because I feel like it's it's probably one of the most disappointed I ever was with the game versus because like I remember seeing the oh, commercial sure. of this and being like, oh my god, this is incredible. And then I remember playing this game for like, I don't know, 40, 50 hours or whatever. And how much of the time I was just screaming in the microphone, like, <laughs> Pikachu, please, please just eat the fruit. Why? Because <laughs> the microphone never worked. <laughs> so much content. Look at that fucking thing. Can you imagine playing CSGO with that shit? <laughs> Sierra, we got to get an adapter on one of these things and record a vocal track with it. That's my goal. <laughs> We need to buy this mic. I need to own this microphone again. <laughs> I probably have mine somewhere. I kept all my uh, N64 stuff. I bet you I have this thing. My parents. When you wire oh, that up, you're going you're gonna to find out why it never understood you, though. It's going to sound absolute garbo. Oh, my God. Yeah. Of course. Of course <laughs> it will. It's, it's like those me. old PC microphones that you had on, like, a massive yeah. beige stick. And, like, they had, like, the little stand that you would put them in. Yeah, 100% is like one of those, but with a with a stupid yellow ball on the end. And I stuff. think there's a reason that we didn't make more games where you do this as a as a as a, <laughs> a mechanic. Because I remember there were so many things in the world I never figured out how to interact with because I could just could not get Pikachu to do anything. <laughs> they should have brought this game back to DS. I know. Yeah, they they it a better one. microphone, you know. Yeah, hey, yeah. Pikachu too. Let's go. Yeah. Classic. I'm. Uh, this is hilarious. Love to see this on the list. <laughs> All right, let's move it along. Number 85, Trace Memory, oh. a.k.a. Another Code. This game's great. Phenomenal game. One of the best I loved games. this game. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, it used the DS in so many innovative ways. Like, there was aspects where you had to, like, blow dust off things with the microphone. There was a puzzle where you had to shut the DS while it was on in order to make a print of something in a book. Uh, it was just really, really smart, wow. really, really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Great character, great story. Uh, had a follow-up on um, Wii, which I think was also on my list. I don't know if it made the the main list, but yeah, really, really good game. I recommend everyone checks it out. Spoiler I just alert, have the box the for list. this. This is the one. I have the bo- I have this box on my bookshelf behind me, but I, I don't know where the game went. I think it got stolen at some point. Oh, oh that's a shame. I'm bummed about that. Yeah, I've never heard of this one before. Uh, this this was like a fun thing for me because it's like even I, know, I haven't played every Nintendo game but I was pretty sure I'd heard of all of them and like y'all hit me with a couple like this that I was just like what the hell I've never heard of <laughs> but you should you should check this out Pete if you have a fancy cracking out on DS it's it's a good it's a fun game a fun puzzle game I'm down I'm down she's like trying to find her dad on an, on an island he's like he's gone missing and she's like shown up and she's Blood like trying Edward to find Edward Island. Find the traces of your past on mysterious Blood Edward Island. Blood Edward. <laughs> Into it. Blood Edward. That's good. All right. 84. Mario plus Rabbids. Sparks of nice. Hope. This is on my list. Um, the Great game. Totally takes the, the first um, game and improves everything, basically. I mean, the main complaint is that it's like more Rabbids than Mario. Uh, for this one but honestly the gameplay is just so much better the the world the overworld and the puzzles that you get 
I, the first game is just so easy to run through and 100% things super quickly, but this one actually had like a, a lot bigger built out environments that had so much more exploration and so many more little secrets to discover and that sort of thing. And then the, the confusing thing about this before it came out was like the new movement that they introduced where it's kind of like you get this free range of movement within a, cer a circle and I don't know, I, I just playing with that, messing with it, there was so many cool ways that you could like cheese your way to different areas and things. It, it just felt great to move the characters around and, you know, just do everything. And it was really hard too. But then they also had really good settings for the difficulty. Like you could really optimize it to fit however you wanted to play. But uh, at one point, I I'd switched it up to like really difficult and I was like, why am I dying so much on this level? What is that? Like they really ramped up the the AI here, the their their defense and everything. But yeah, overall really great, really fun moments in this one. It's a good time. I'd like to get to it one of these days. I really like the first one. Yeah. Number eighty three, Pokemon Platinum. Ooh. Uh, I was the only one who had this one on the list. Um, Gen 4 is one of my favorite generations. I think Platinum is one of the best examples of like the third entry kind of nailing it and fixing some of the things about uh, Diamond and Pearl that were like a little janky. Um, I think it, it cleans up a lot of those things. It adds some really good like post-game content. It's just a really, really sharp game. And in general, Gen 4 is among my favorite generations for the changes it made to the base formula. Um, this is where we had the introduction of like the physical special split, which was like a really, really huge differentiator in terms of like how competitive battling evolved. And this is the generation where I got into that scene and was like doing Smogin, OU and all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, this is like just such a formative game for me and a really important linchpin in, you know, one of my top three Nintendo franchises. So had to give it its flowers for sure. Number 82, Hamtaro Ham Ham Heartbreak. <laughs> yes. This was the one that threw me. I was like, this is published by Nintendo? They made a Hamtaro yep. game? Guess so. Um, This was one of my favorite Game Boy Advance games growing up. And I even like caught a stream of it recently. And I was like, and like it reminded me like how pure and wholesome this game is. It's an R RPG play is Hamtaro and Bijou and you are trying to save the the love of, of multiple hamster couples so you like learn different like dialogue as you go along to help you solve these puzzles in every scenario and um I think that the way that the like like the different areas are designed is are so cute and gorgeous and the colors are just pop and like um it's a feel-good game especially if you if you loved the anime like if you missed out on this as a kid, like emulate it, go back and play it. Um, it's a good one. It has I need such to do that myself. Good sprite work, like the art yes! is so good. It's very pretty. <laughs> I kind of remember this game because I remember um, my like first serious girlfriend was very into uh, the anime and had this, and I remember being like, "What is this game?" And she was like, "No, no, no, <laughs> you gotta play this. It's actually really good." And I remember it being tight. I hadn't thought about it in like. 17 years or something like that but yep. yeah it's so funny i like i was trying to think about the show too and like i it, like the theme song like shot right back into my head as soon as i saw this graphic it's 
nice little walk down memory lane. Yeah, they made a few of these games. This was produced by Shigeru Miyamoto. No That's way! Wild. What? <laughs> did he, did like, does he have like a like a, a niece or nephew that was really into Amparo? <laughs> like, what's up with that? I, I don't know. It was like it was a sequel to like a Game Boy Color game that they also made that Shigeru Miyamoto also wow. produced. That's I incredible. guess that's why they're so good. Yep, it's, Ham- it's Hamtaro <laughs> time. That's all I got. That's all I got for you. All right, number 81. Super Smash Brothers for Nintendo 3DS slash Wii U. Chewie and I both ranked this one. Um, mm-hmm. I like this game fine. I think it is uh, very good. I think the reason it scored lower for me is because I think it's the least memorable game because the differences between it and Ultimate are not very significant. Um, it's mostly just like it feels like the ramp up to ultimate, right? Where it's like, okay, it's like very similar mechanically. It doesn't have a lot of unique functionality, and it's basically the same roster, just missing all of the fresh new characters that we got in ultimate, right? So it's mm-hmm. a good game. It's a great game, right? I think it's it's probably the second best Smash game, but it's the one I feel like I have the least emotional investment in, you know. It's the one you could play handheld for the first time, though, which I think is, is cool. really important. Uh, and, I own uh, copies of it. I did it. And it introduced <sighs> Villager. That is true. Oh, well, yeah. that's enough, then. I think, I, I think the highlight with this one was the, the 3DS mode, the, the 3DS exclusive mode Smash Run, right? That was fun. I thought that was a really fun twist on their multiplayer up until now, where you kind of just do, like... Because Smash always kind of had those like single player modes where you'd like run across like this sage and beat an obstacle course basically, yeah. right? But but yeah, this one took that idea, turned it into like a little collectathon where you make your character as strong as possible, and then you just fight at the end of it. It's fun. It was a good time. I did enjoy that. Number eighty, Diddy Kong Racing. Yes, best best kart racer. It should be higher. <laughs> I, I mean, never played it. The best kart racer ever can't be on this list, so it's Crash Team Racing, of course, but that's fine. No, I mean, okay. Well, Diddy Kong Racing, it, it it's just a standout in kart racers because of the story slash adventure mode that you had. You'd drive around in a hub, which was great, full of secrets and that sort of thing. You'd get different races. It, they'd change up the races with like the silver coin races. So after you've won all of the all of the races you could go back and collect all the silver coins which made the race harder because they'd put like coins that were mandatory there was eight on each track you'd get them all and some of them were really out of your way so you had to be very good to like get the coin and then still get first place in this game so the thing i always think about with this game is the multi-vehicles like that was so yeah innovative like that's still not a thing you've really seen like you could race a plane instead of a cart and stuff like that. It's very cool. Yeah, the plane, the hovercraft. The hovercraft was always chaos because it controls so weird. <laughs> it would just like turn really quickly and then all of a sudden you're just like going every which way. It's wild. This has nothing to do with Diddy Kong Racing, but it does have to do with what we're talking about here. Um, so one of the games on Sierra's list that didn't make it to the top uh, 100 was Mickey's Speedway USA, which I learned <laughs> was made by Rare. What? Yeah. Rare got the it's deals game. back then. Isn't that wild? That is crazy. They made two car racers? 
Okay. Mm -hmm. I guess they still get to work with Disney at this point because Rare did the whole um, Pirates of the Caribbean thing with uh, on Sea of Thieves. So. Mm -hmm. Number seventy nine: Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. I did put this one on mine because <laughs> I didn't play the originals. So to me, this this is like, you know, how I played Diamond and Pearl. Um, I respect that. I didn't, yeah, I didn't mind. Like, everyone was really upset about the uh, chibi uh, 3D, like, art design of the game. And, like, I would have, I don't know. I really don't know, like, because, like, I, I didn't have an opinion because I didn't play the originals. So, like, you kind of got to go in fresh. Up. Exactly. So nice. I picked them up and I played them. And, you know, I loved the the story, the characters, and um, the gym leader fights were really great, uh, obviously. And then it was my first time fighting Cynthia and experiencing that. Which is so. like, it's like the hardest Elite Four in any game. Like, yeah. that is so, uh, yeah, I, I think that those games are so satisfying. And it's a really mm -hmm. good decks, too. There's a lot of good Pokemon in Gen 4. Yeah. So I loved the underground thing. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad I'm glad you're able to get in on, on Gen 4 now, finally. That's awesome. Uh, the, the only thing I remember about this game is Chewie pointing out the feet. I th I'm sure it was you, right, Chewie, that pointed out the Chibi <laughs> feet and um, just ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, Sierra. I, I, I wasn't bothered by it. I thought it was like a good way to take the original style and modernize it a little bit. I'm surprised we haven't had any more of these announced. I thought we would have. I thought that was going to be their uh, strategy. I think forward. we'll get another one. We'll get a black and white remake soon enough. Uh, number 78, Fire Emblem Awakening. Great game. Chewie, you were the only one who voted for any Fire Emblem games aside from me and what? the one that I voted for. So go for it. That's wild. Okay. Uh, Fire Emblem fan. Awakening. Three Houses is my first one. So That's fair. The, you should go back to this one because this one really oh like, God, launched. I didn't put Fire Emblem Engage on my list. No. Oh, me neither. No. <laughs> damn it. Oh, no. Me, it, me neither. The story got a little too whack on that one. Still, uh, damn, all right. Awakening is great. I mean, Awakening is a lot of people's first Fire Emblem. It was the the 3D, the first one to come on 3DS. And I remember it being like actually pretty difficult to find when it first came out. Um, yeah, I remember that. If Yeah, people who didn't pre-order it, it, it sold out pretty quickly because, you know, it's Fire Emblem. They're like, we're not going to sell too many units of this game. We're just going to... Uh, was this the one that had two versions, or was that the one after this? Because I remember there this was the one, one that had two the versions. The one after. And you, okay, and you could get the like collector's version or whatever, and that was another crazy thing to find. Yeah, uh, Fates was was after that. Okay. Um, but yeah, th this one, it really launched Fire Emblem into the mainstream for a yeah. lot of people. Um, it introduced a lot of really fun mechanics. I think it was still the cleanest way to deal with, like, kind of the time travel time skip stuff um and basically like this one it introduced like the whole you romance the characters they have children later that you can use in battle and that sort of thing and it was really 
just a fun mechanic at that point because you people were like min maxing like oh who who are the best two units to match for this future child unit <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> that you could use um it got real messy in fates after this it, it was just like they didn't even want to explain it in the game like how the children came back but awakening did a good job of it um yeah overall really cool it also introduced like dlc stuff a bunch of cool missions and that sort of thing um Story was great. Challenge was great. Overall, very solid. And then the character art design. I, I'm still not a, a fan of like the, the character art direction that we got in Engage, for example. But I think this art design really stuck around. It kind of had a really good like classic anime feel to it. Yeah, so. the hand-drawn style. Yeah, I, I really like this art style quite a bit. Me too. Me too. This is one I'd like to go back to at some point. Mm-hmm. You should. Number 77, Mario Tennis on the N64, the original. Fun game. Yeah. Did anybody else yep. put this one on there? I did. Yeah, <laughs> it was on my list. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, don't like, I don't, like, love any tennis game, but, yeah. like, in terms of, like, Nintendo's significance in my life and my memories, like, I remember playing this game. Yeah, I played a like, lot of this game. My best friend growing up had this, and this was like one of the main like uh, multiplayer games on N64 that we would play when it was just the two of us, you know? And it's not like one of the classic four-player kind of experiences. And I remember like getting deep into the story mode and like, you know, going and unlocking all the characters and everything. Like it was it was a good time. It was one that I remember he and I had a ton of fun. It's it's always one of those games that like when I think back on the N sixty four, it this is like in that top fifteen, top twenty games that come to mind for me in terms of just you know great memories, good times. Yeah, the, this one's fun. Uh, uh, four player, tons of chaos as you all played together. Lots of yelling. That's all I. Uh, that's all I asked for <laughs> with my multiplayer game. This is one of the games <laughs> I went back and played actually a decent amount of when it came to NSO. Like this was one mm-hmm. of the first N sixty four games I booted up and was like, ah, oh, let me play a couple rounds of this. And I played it like two nights in a row and was like, fuck yeah, all right, this game is good. <laughs> Holds yeah. up. All right, number seventy six, Cadence of Hyrule. Great game. Did no one else put this on their list? Just I haven't played it yet. Oh, it's so good. Do you like I'm, rhythm I'm, games, Sierra? I do. Yeah. I missed it while it you was on try NSO. This, you might like this. I heard it was oh, hard. It was on NSO, but everyone was... said that it was about, I thought that about Breath of the Wild too, which is also still hard. But I did yeah. not find this hard at all. If you can get in with the beat, it's fine. It's basically just okay. like matching the rhythm, and if once you get that, then it's it's pretty easy. You can even turn it off in the settings. Mode. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, just finding that too annoying but i loved the, i loved the rhythm i loved the remix of the music that everyone knows from zelda i loved the characters i just thought it was so fun uh i kind of want to go back and play this again this was i wish really i liked game. rhythm games yeah it was, it was on even NSO like, for a week well oh when was that when, is it ever come, do you think it's going to come back I want to say it was a couple months ago. They did, like, the trial thing. I honestly don't know. I feel like they don't really revisit the games on NSO. It seems like they do a new one each time where it's like, oh, you can play this for a week, you know? 
Um, but I really wanted to play this. I just didn't get a chance. And I still think I'll buy it just because I love rhythm games. And I've actually been thinking of getting Crypt of the Necro Dancer too, um, which is on sale right now for like three bucks. So I don't know why I haven't grabbed it. But yeah, uh, I love rhythm games. I love Zelda. So I think this will be fun for me. Yeah, it's really great. I, I bought this, I booted it up, I, I gave it a shot, and it, I bounced off it like I do every rhythm game. Um, I just don't <laughs> like them very much. Uh, and I, but like, style wise, mute, like, I was so into everything but the gameplay. So, like, give it a shot for sure. If you like rhythm games, it's, I'd say one to give a go. Number 75 Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland. Uh, this was one of mine, one of the only games. Uh, oh, this is one of the higher. Games that only one people voted for, uh, but yeah, this was this was like in my top fifteen. I think it's it's up there. Uh, I've uh, talked about this game a lot. This is one of my favorites. It's a remake of the original Kirby's Dream Land. Uh, it's just gorgeous. I think I think this is the best uh, 2D Kirby game for my money. I love the sprite work on the GBA where you get that like nice sixteen bit uh, look and color palette, but with a little bit higher quality animation. This game takes such good advantage of that. It's It's got some of the best sprite work in the Kirby series. It's got, for my money, probably the best soundtrack, which when you're talking about a Kirby soundtrack, that's very high praise because Kirby music absolutely whips ass. And <laughs> uh, this is just, it's such a good game. I think if you've never played Kirby, if you're a more casual Kirby fan, this is a game I really, really high, highly recommend you go and give, and give a spin. Um, it's like a super delightful like low key platformer. And I think this is much like forgotten land. I think this one balances the challenge a little bit more. Like it's, it's le less brain dead easy than some of the games that came after it, but still not on the level of difficulty you'd expect from like a Mario or a donkey Kong or something like that. So if you're in the mood for like just a good chill time, definitely one to check out. I just replayed it uh, last year on my steam deck allegedly and uh, holds up. Nice. Oh, you're muted, Steve. Is this one coming to Switch as part of NSO, you think? I would hope so. I feel like, um, what is it? I think it's the it's something in the maze, Kirby in the Amazing Mirror, I think is the oh, one yeah, that yeah, yeah. was the original Game Boy Advance game. I would not be surprised if that came before this, but I hope this comes. All right. Number 74, Super Mario 64 DS. <laughs> yeah, I specifically called out the DS version. I know you said... We weren't having remakes on on the list, and so we were I, only going to have them. But this I is different, this right? Is different because I yeah, I think you're right. This is a different enough game. It has three additional playable characters. It has a ton of different stars. Like this is a very different game, even though it's like technically a sequel, remake, whatever you want to call it. I think it it stands on its own for sure. But I specifically like this version. I have a lot of nostalgia for it. Playing it, just like chilling out on my on my sofa at my parents house and just this like, is my first ds game this like came with it was DS. mine too mm -hmm. yeah this was this was my first ds game as well and i remember trying it with that um do you remember the original ds came with that stupid strap with the thumb thing on yes. and you like put the thumb thing on and like you i was like trying to use that on the screen and i'm just like this is absolute crap so i gave up with that and just used the stylus mm -hmm. but did you ever play this on the wii u the wii u port of this is was exceptional no, I never had a Wii U. I always wanted to. I I always wanted to try out the DS emulation because it seems like that's a a really good use case for having the the gamepad and that you have yeah. the two screens. 
Uh, but yeah, I never had a Wii. I think yeah, that's the so. best way to play it. I, if memory serves, and I, I might be wrong, you can use the right stick instead of the the stylus. And I was like, oh, it's such a game changer. This yeah. was uh, this this game also felt like. I could finally relate to those people who were blown away by like games on a Game Boy, you know, because this was like, man, I played this on my TV on the Nintendo 64. Yeah, I can't believe I can take it anywhere. Yeah, you're right. That's probably one of the first times I had that moment. Yeah. Yeah, because like you just come from the the Game Boy Advance where the the 3D was fake at best in something like Super Circuit. But mm-hmm. then you come to to this, and it's like wow, full three D. It was like impressive, really impressive. Mm-hmm. All right, let's keep it moving. Number seventy three, Donkey Kong sixty four. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, love this game. Uh, this is an interesting one. This is one of those games. I feel like how you feel about it is very much in relation to how old you were when it came out. But I was on the right side of that line, so I love this game. Uh, big rare fan. I was a big fan of the collectathons back in the day. I remember like going to a Best Buy and like pulling this off and my dad being like, oh, why is this one like more expensive than every other game? And I was like, dad, you got the expansion pack in this. It's got new RAM. This game is next level, dad. We got to get it. And I remember we went home and like installed it and played it. And we're like, oh, look how smooth it is. Like, oh, I just, I, I love this game. Uh, it's yes. got a great ass, like, it's just so much fun. It's such a fun game. It's a classic. The music is fucking... I, I can hear oh my it in God, my head man. right now. Oh, yeah. The DK rap? Come yes. on. <laughs> and the expansion pack is, like, one of those first, like, you know, like, memories of fuckery that Nintendo exhibited. Like, well, we could... Wasn't it, like, they could have put it... Like, they could have waited to put out the N64 with, like, more, like, storage or capacity. And they were like, let's just drop it. And then, like, whatever games don't fit, we'll just, like, sell... Like extra storage. (laughs) There was the there was the whole thing with the Mario movie with like Grant Kirkhope not getting the credit for the DK rap, right? But I think even the score, even the score had like callbacks to like the overworld theme from this game too. Because I heard it and I was like, oh, I know exactly where we are now. (laughs) This is great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Shout out. This is like during that era, rare, just at the height of their powers. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like they they were just firing on all cylinders and this is like it's just one of those games 72 mario party 5 <laughs> nice this one is my favorite mario party i know when we did the list previously which i just found out from the uh, episode of flip screen games podcast mario party 6 was like higher on the list yeah um but mario party 5 i think is is probably my favorite mario party has some of the best levels i loved the mechanic where you could take the capsules and put them on the board so you could put like nasty things in front of someone if you kind of fi- wanted to try and trap them um, or get them to do something and then they would stay there for the rest of the game unless you replaced them which was really really fun and had some really great mini games in there as well i hope we get another superstars collection where um we can have the gamecube era of games so like we have the n64 era games i want the gamecube era games four five six yeah and bring those over mm-hmm. um e- i would be even happier if they just did that as dlc in superstars so i could have like a definitive nice. collection but i, I I'd, I'd buy superstars too i'd be fine with that yeah i see them doing a superstars too but it's so confusing just considering that like there are 
GameCube mini games and Wii mini games in yeah. Superstars. That's why it's weird that they haven't done some kind of DLC to just bring more boards. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you'd hope, you'd hope it happens. But it feels like the farther we get away from it, the less likely that seems. But I don't know. Great game though. Number seventy-one, Pokemon Black and White. So this is the Pokemon era I have the least to say about. I am definitely a bit of a Gen 5 hater, so I'll let Sierra. Dude, uh... same. <sighs> I get it. I get it. I mean, like, what's there to say that I hadn't said on the previous, like, in a previous episode where we ranked Pokemon games? Like, I just, like, I really loved the story, and that is what I cling on to when I beg people to play this game. <laughs> I think that's a popular opinion. I think most people would agree that it's the best narrative. So, totally, like, I'm with best you there. Narrative. That makes sense. And I love the Pokemon in just this generation. I love the legendaries. Um, and I loved the, a lot of the way, like, the, oh, the way a lot of the cities were designed. Like, you know, I know it's supposed to be based on America, but I feel like it's like a cooler, a cooler version of America if America was anime <laughs> and not bad. So and more whimsical. So I think that's like that's just a few of the things that I love about this game. But this game also like for me, like nostalgically, was marked when I was getting back into gaming around oh, yeah. the time it came out. I think the positive for me with this one is that I like that they were like, you know what, let's just do a completely new Pokedex. It's all yeah. We're doing 150 yeah. Pokemon. They're all brand new. And I like that. Yeah, I, I think I like that more in theory than in execution. Um, but I, I'm with you there. Because I I remember being like, oh, that's so cool. And then it's like, P-Dove. It's like, well, that's just Pidgey. You know? like yeah, it, I know. They always have the obligatory bird. My hot take is like, you don't have to have a new bird all the time. time. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting better at that these days. They're like, we're just going to reuse some guys. We'll have less new guys. It'll be fine. Yeah, I, I I'm with you there though, Chewy. That is that was cool. This I felt like they were trying to like reboot things a little bit and be like, let's move things forward. And I I respect that for sure. Seventy Xenoblade Chronicles three. Nice. I'm gonna assume this is the only Xenoblade that made it up. This is the only Xenoblade <laughs> that made it on the list. Because I put it much ha- higher than the other two. I think this one just like captured what was great about both the previous Xenoblade games. Um, It did much better with the story because Xenoblade 1, you play for story. Xenoblade 2, I think you play for gameplay. And I think Xenoblade 3 just has both of those. So just play Xenoblade 3 (laughs) Uh, because they're very long. And I don't blame you for not being interested for that reason, (laughs) you know? so, so yeah, I think Xenoblade 3 is the one to go with. The story, incredible. It gets heavy, like, right when you start. You know this, Pete. Like, things get intense. Things are real from the get-go. It is from a pretty heavy game, yeah. <laughs> yeah, th- things are real from the it, get-go. I, I did really enjoy it. I think if I had had the chance to finish it, it would have ranked higher yeah. on my list for sure. Yeah, and I think this one, like, also breaks down the combat, uh, combat a lot better than the previous one. Like, Xenoblade 1, I felt like I, w- I didn't know really how to play the game at all. Uh, 2, it did better, it taught you things, but there was, like, no way to look back at the um, the kind of, uh, uh, what's the word, the, the tutorials. Like, it would show you stuff, and then it would be gone forever. Like, you couldn't go back and see any of that. Um, because, it, it, like, in the moments that you would dealt with it like it didn't it wouldn't click um and then this one it was like it taught you it broke it down very easily it you could always go back and look at the mechanics and everything so yeah i think for for anybody just getting into the 
the series. Funny enough, this might be the best place to start if you really want to learn how to play, but I think it's also just like the best game overall. I it's mean, got a lot going for it. I I thought the combat was really fun. Um, and it has a really good cast of characters. Like I, I love a good ensemble cast. And I think this game having like eight main characters is something that easily could have felt terrible. Um, mm-hmm. and I think they do a good job of like basing each of them on like a kind of trope to give you like a sense of their personality and then really meaningfully building on top of that. So they feel like individuals, you know, um, rather mm-hmm. than just kind of like, this is the big strong guy. This is the tiny strong lady. This is, the, you know, it's like these like very traditional anime JRPG tropes that then they try to, I think, flesh out in a way that that really worked for me. Um, I think if this game ran better on Switch, I would have finished it because <laughs> I would have played it in handheld. Um, there's just so much content. It's hard to, you know, mainline it. Mm-hmm. So. But it's a good game. Really good game. Glad to see that it made the list. Number 69, nice. Goldeneye. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Great game. I have so many memories of playing this with uh, with my friend at his house, and we would just sit yeah. when we were, like, kids in this single armchair in the corner, and he had, like, a separate, like, tiny little CRT TV set up so we could just play it out of the way. Really, really fun. I mean, I didn't give a shit about the single player. It was always the multiplayer. Oh, yeah. That was the only yeah. thing I played this for. I played this game a good amount when I was a kid, like a young kid, but like my shining memory of it is definitely when I was a teenager. I think I was like 14 or something, like maybe my freshman year of high school. And uh, me and a bunch of my friends, like there was this one summer where we just like hung out at one friend's house like the entire summer. And it would be like, we'd either stay there or we'd wake up and walk over at the beginning of the day. And we played Goldeneye every day that entire summer. And we built, we got we got like pieces of paper and stuck them up so people would stop screen cheating because we kept. Oh my like, god! It was so funny. <laughs> and we were just like screaming at each other. And like my one friend was like, we had to like make a rule where nobody could pick odd job because he kept picking odd job and he was so short we couldn't shoot him. And it was just <laughs> so silly. And like part of the fun then was fighting against how goofy and bad the controls are, and like it. It only made it more fun at the time, you know? Yeah, it's it's a classic game. It's, like, one of those games that has not aged well, and it is, like, very hard to go back to. But it was just so fundamental that, like, you know, you got to give it a list, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. got to give it a plug. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number 68, Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn. Excellent. This was my first Fire Emblem game. And this one famously has, like, a a sort of mistranslation where it's, like, the hard mode is mislabeled as, like, normal or something like that. And so my first experience was playing Fire Emblem on hard. And these were the days where the game was relentless. Permadeath, you couldn't turn it off. Everything could kill you. (laughs) It was... It was really incredible. Uh, But it's also a sequel to to the GameCube game. Um which was Path of Radiance. It follows Ike. It follows, this one specifically follows the Dawn Brigade, which is another little, um, uh, I guess, group in the the nation you were warring against in the first one. So really digs into like the, the complicated politics of like the people within these nations really struggling under these like 
terrible regimes and that sort of thing. But yeah, really awesome game. The final boss of demolished most of my characters at the end. So <laughs> and I just couldn't beat it without like letting tons of them die. So like I, I never saw their like official ending things where they're alive. It was just like, yeah, this person's dead. <laughs> so. There's something there's something to that. Like I, I know um a friend of mine did that with like the final mission in Mass Effect 2 where it was like he had like one of his favorite characters die and he's like I'm not going to reload it. That just feels right. Like it feels like somebody should die on the suicide mission, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Adds it, to the lore. Tons of people died, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number 67, Metroid Fusion. Oh, yeah, I'm glad this made it, made it up here. Um, I only played this for the first time last year after beating Metroid Dread in 2021. And I was so glad I did. This was a phenomenal game. Um, I streamed it all on Twitch if you want to go check it out. The VODs are up on our other YouTube channel. Um, and it's it was so fun, so fun. And it's nice to see where, like, the X came from in Metroid Dread, and, like, the lineage there, and some of the other story beats that get kind of filled in. Uh, but, yeah, I, I loved Metroid Fusion. Um, probably one of the best games I've played that was on the GBA. Number 66, Hotel Dusk, Room 215. Oh, another one of mine. Has anyone played this? No. no. So this was, again, from the creators of Trace Memory, another code. Um, and this is a, a a mystery game that you are in a hotel, and you're like this detective that goes around. It's a point-and-click adventure. You hold the the DS in, it, in its portrait mode, in the sideways mode, and you have, like, what's going on on the left screen, and you, you kind of move around and point-and-click on the, the touch screen. Uh, really, really cool game. Again, uses stuff in um, and uses all of the DS in like a really meaningful way, but the touchscreen, the microphone, the fact that you can close it, um, all of that stuff's used. Uh, and it's a real shame that the the, the developer went bankrupt because I th I think they'd still be making phenomenal games to this day if they were still around. You hate to see that, but nice yeah. to see that it made the list. <laughs> Number sixty-five, Donkey Kong. The original arcade game had to be on here. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, even though I said I think Junior is better, I, I think the original Donkey Kong is just historic. Um, and everyone, everyone's played it, right? Like literally everyone has played played it. It's like one of those games, like Pac Man, that's just everyone, everyone in their life will play it at some point. You get like the mm -hmm. nice original Shigeru Miyamoto drawings on the side of the cabinet and everything too. Like it's just there's so much there's so much history wrapped up in this game. It's uh, and it, and it's a great game too. So not surprising to see it on the list. Number sixty four, Paper Mario: The Thousand yes. Year Door. Excellent. This one, uh, bring back Paper Mario, Nintendo. There there just hasn't been a Paper Mario game since this one. Bring honestly. back Paper Mario. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Origami yeah. King was a thing, but which I put on my list, but I did not like the wheel. I did not like the wheel of death. That's the only <laughs> thing I liked about that one. Funny enough, I like the <laughs> the puzzles because the combat. It's just like it's been reduced to like you can jump or you can hammer. 
There's really like no yeah. variety to yeah. it. But like Paper Mario, these first two games, but Thousand Year Door especially, like just look at the colors of the cast. All of these are like your really awesome little teammates that you can help uh, that that help you in battle, and you can actually like control them rather than them just like sitting by on the sideline like Origami King, and they have all these powers that work to for the puzzles in the overworld as well. And I don't know, the story is great. It's completely, uh, I just miss this style of like RPG for Mario where with the badges, the hearts or raising the, shoot, what was the other one? You raise your hearts, your badges or your like SP, whatever their, their little name for it was. But there's um, that rumor we're getting a remake of this. This would be a great one to see on Switch. Whoa. It better. I I know I still need to play the original on Switch, so I need to do that, and then hopefully by then, this one will be out on Switch. I would love that. One, that. It, it, the original holds up, I think. It's worth I think back, yeah. They, they were just both like really tightly crafted in in cool ways where you could decide to like really just lean your stats in one direction and still stand a chance against all the enemies and that sort of thing. So yeah. It's got it's got tons of replayability in that sense, but yeah, overall awesome. And that Yoshi with the little mohawk, adorable. <laughs> Who doesn't like that? <laughs> Number sixty-three, Mario Kart sixty-four, a classic, absolutely. The yeah. second oh, best kart racer <laughs> on N sixty-four. <laughs> what? Get out! Racing is way better. You can't be saying, saying that this game is better than Deluxe. Come on now. That's nostalgia talking. This game's great. Don't get me wrong, but come on. Oh, I said on the on sixty four. On sixty four. Okay. All right. Yeah. Second best you. on sixty four. That's 64. fair. That's fair. <laughs> wow, poor Mickey Speedway. Sierra's like the game didn't even make the list, and I like, uh, try that game now. Rare. I put this one on my list. I mean, I didn't expect Speedway to to get shit. Like it's <laughs> yeah, it's just like Mickey, Donald, and Goofy racing and like Tus Tulsa, Oklahoma. Like <laughs> <laughs> what I'm hearing is that's the recipe for a classic video game. Uh yeah, I think I mean obviously like this feels like a game you don't even need to talk about, right? Like it's a definitive kart racer. It's one of the most celebrated games on the N64. It put Mario Kart on the map and made it what it is now. Battle mode, obviously, you know, it started there. That was phenomenal. Like it's a great game, you know? Mm -hmm. The reason it was on everybody's list. Number 62, New Super Mario Bros. Wii. Love to see this one, Chewy. I think you were the only other one that had it on, on the list. This was my lowest ranked 2D Mario, but great game. Love this game. This is solid. I think it just like the the four player mode it captures the chaos I personally look for in a multiplayer game where you could just like jump on each other, uh, throw each other around, and totally or, like, mess grab people your friend up. and like run through a section they couldn't do, like stuff like yeah. that. This was like the first one that did that too. Like I remember doing mm -hmm. this, sitting with all my friends at the same time, and being like, "Oh, pop my bubble, I'm falling!" Like it's just, it was such a chaotic, insane thing. And I remember me and my first girlfriend trying to beat this game together and being like, this is five times as hard trying to play with a second person and like time the jumps at the same time and everything. Like it's uh, it's like a fundamentally different way to play Mario and it's mm -hmm. very fun, you know, and it's yeah, a game alone in its own right, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I the, the one thing I remember about this is like when you can become absolutely fucking giant. And just like stomp yeah. through uh, everything. 
and like you're off the screen because everyone else needs to be on the screen but you're just like ginormous as you're like stomping <laughs> around yeah glad to see this one made the cut number 61 splatoon 3 excellent you got to sit here alone joey on my list you did no, not. I, didn't. I, I put i put splatoon 2 on you didn't my even list rank it you didn't even put it on the list well i was going to but i was like do i really want to put every mario party game and every splatoon game and like every mario kart game you gotta on do my with list. these hundreds you know yeah yeah if you're gonna do a top 100 uh yeah i splatoon 3 i mean it's more splatoon but i think it's just the the best iteration we've gotten so far um much more balanced competitive play but i mean it's still got its issues um a lot of uh, but i think what really made this one stand out for me was just the updates to salmon run um first off it's available all the time. You can always go and play Salmon Run. You you couldn't always do that in Splatoon 2 because there's like break periods where they're like, oh, you can't do that, you know? Um, I think the updates they made to that mode were really good as well. And then um, they they took out a lot of the levels that were terrible in the first <laughs> in the <laughs> Splatoon 1 and Splatoon 2. They'll come uh, back at some point, I'm sure. I hope Murray Towers stays gone. It it should not it doesn't deserve to come back. We that yeah, that level was just badly it. designed. Like, we memed it, it into existence and it was just a, a bad call. I think we learned our lesson after mm. that. <laughs> um but yeah, no, overall I, a lot of people kind of complain about the new stage structure, but I think that really feeds into just kind of the more quick gameplay that this one has. Um deaths are pretty quick, so it's better to, you know, get back into the action as quickly as possible. But yeah, overall, really great. I think it, it's just more Splatoon, and I'm here for it. All right. Number 60, Wario Land 4. <laughs> I'm batting all up in the only one that put this on my list. That is correct. Oh, God I never sake. played any of the Wario Land games. I've never played this one either. <laughs> this game is one of the best games on the Game Boy Advance, if not my, the best. I think it's my favorite by far. Uh, just phenomenal game. Really great uh, platformer, really great like replayability in order to find secrets and hidden things in the levels uh and some of the best mini games just really really good um good boss designs i i, I love the warrior land games i really wish they'd bring them back uh this was the last one and we haven't got warrior world but i'd like a warrior land 5 at some point or just to return back to warrior land just reboot the whole series if you need sure. to You've been banging this drum for years, so I hope I hope you I hope you get it one of these days. Yeah, when it too. comes to NSO, I will play it. I'll tell you what, I feel Good. like when Wario and Waluigi inevitably come to a sequel to the Super Mario Brothers movie, I feel like that's the time. I feel like that's yeah, we need like it a, a year of the like nasty brothers, you know? Like we got the year of Luigi. <laughs> just, just give us a year of like, you know, Wario and, and Waluigi. I'll be happy. Wario with and that. Waluigi RPG. I'd play that. I, I would too. 59, the original Super Mario Brothers. Awesome. Glad to see this make it. Uh, Would have loved to see it a little bit higher, but very pleased um, that it was at least near 50. You know, could could be a little higher, but um, what more can you say about one of the most important games of all time, right? Like, it established the formula for 2D Mario, but I also would argue that it is probably the most important platformer ever developed, right? This is the game... That I think all platformers are are compared against, right? And mm-hmm. the auto scroll, right? Like so many of the things that I think we take for granted in how uh, 2D platformers operate 
begin here, right? And you think about World 1-1, like the way that it would teach you to play the game. Like it's just it's it's a it's a masterclass in game design and and uh and of course one of the most influential games of all time in its genre or otherwise. So you gotta give it you gotta give it its ups. Mm-hmm. 58 Pokemon X and Y. Surprised yeah. to see this one so high, honestly. Who else put it on theirs? I, had I put it, it on mine, too. I think. I had it on mine. I think it was just you and me, Sierra. Yeah. Okay. Did I take it off? I maybe don't maybe it didn't make the cut I, I think at some you point. Did, yeah. The thing is, I put almost every main line on this list. (laughs) (laughs) This is an interesting one for me because, like, this is a game that was so important to me when it came out, and it's a game that I, like, don't have a ton of interest in going back to, but after Black and White kind of leaving a sour taste in my mouth and having me kind of feeling like, oh, am I done with Pokemon? Like, is, is, is this, does this no longer speak to me? This game really got me back. And this was the first one that moved to the 3D style. And it it felt stripped back in some ways, whereas like four and five felt like we're building, we're growing. And then it was like, all right, like we want to do something that's more back to basics that is going to have kind of a a more smaller feel to it. And that played for me, especially at the time. Um, So it's, it's a game that I look back on fondly, but not one that I have a ton of pull to, to return to in the modern era. And that's kind of where, The Pokemon games that ranked lower for me ended up. It's like, did I like this game at the time? What did it do for the franchise? Yada, yada. But like, am I going back and playing it in 2023? And this is one of those games I probably wouldn't. Um, it kind of, the 3DS era is my least favorite era of Pokemon games, I would say, just because of mm-hmm. the kind of broad, like, mobilification of them, trying to make them more handholdy, trying to make them less easy to have kids be frustrated for even half a second and apply their brains to anything. That yeah. didn't speak to me, but this game I feel like is where it started, and it's not the pitch of it being the worst. It's not the height of it being too handholdy. So it's like this one sits in a good middle ground for me. I think it's not my favorite. It's not my least favorite, but it was definitely a, a good one, a good dex, and I really like the legendaries as well. Xerneas is like one of my favorite design legendaries for sure. Mm-hmm. This really love... These were so hard. Like yeah, yeah, right. We got a new like type. Pokemon typing and a new evolution. Mm-hmm. Like I think that I feel the same way that I have not entertained the thought of going back to these games. Not once. I'm not tempted. I think I'm kind of like I'm more. I'm Sun and Moon enjoyer. I would rather if I was going to go back to that formative area of the Game Freak figuring out the 3D thing. I would rather go back to Sun. Um, but I think that this made my list because I think about how much of a marvel it was that like holy shit pokemon is in 3d now in a handheld like format and like it kicked off that like era of pokemon mainline games so you know it's got it's got some good stuff the the pokemon buffs (laughs) i loved i loved that like this this, the i wouldn't call it like like (laughs) a I don't know, like it's kind of like Nintendo Dogs mode, but for Pokemon. Yeah, where it's like you'd like, you know, like pet their heads and stuff. Yeah. And like a lot of that stuff that like you see now and like the picnics and like exactly. a lot of that was kind of getting started back then. Right. So a lot of like groundwork was laid for like really cool ideas they've expanded upon. And the Mega Evolution. Oh my God, Mega Evolution. I wish I wish that like. Oh yeah, Mega. Hell yeah. <laughs> I wish they never, like, I thought that was just always going to be a thing and not. That was like, the best gimmick diff- they ever came up with. Like, it kicked off, like, have, there being, like, a new meta for every 3D Pokemon game. And I wish you could go back and use, like, Mega Evolution, like, in every, like, like 
you know, something we could call digivolutions. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, so now we're cool with them changing and, and changing back now. Yeah, um, that's okay I, now. I, yeah, I really like the decks in this one. It has a few of my faves. I love Go Goat. I love Heliolisk, and I love Brazen or Braxen, the the second Evo for Fennekin. Um, little fox witch, fire fox. I love it. It's great. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think there's a lot to love in this gen, even if it's, you know, not one of the better ones. Fifty-seven Pokemon XD Gale in Darkness. Guess who had this on her Single-handedly got this to fifty-seven. No. <laughs> Number two game on your whole list, I think. Right. <laughs> Shit, I think so. Yeah. It was up there. It was up there. It was it a was high rank. Two three. I think it was two. Um, what can I say? What can I say that hasn't been said? Been... <laughs> I don't know, Sierra. I don't know how much has been said. Say yeah. some stuff. I I won't uh, I won't sit too much on this. This is a sick ass game. It doesn't even feel like you're playing Pokemon. Go back and play it. Um, there's just so many cool things about this that they have not iterated in any of the mainline Pokemon games, especially the the Shadow Pokemon concept. Um, it's the only turn based battle like Pokemon game that is an original game made by somebody that's not Game Freak, which is right. so weird. It's made by, like, a team of Dragon Quest developers that went and started a new studio. It's yeah. such a strange game to exist. Yeah, and it's challenging because uh, the Shadow Pokemon are the only way you can get new Pokemon. There's no wild area. You can set out treats, but sometimes some fucking, like, Bidoof or, like, rogue wild Pokemon comes and eats your treats before you can even lure any in. So <laughs> it's it's a time. Definitely play it if you can, and that is the end of my my latest Gale of Darkness. I really feel need for to now. play this game. Like I, I need so to good. play it. I need to fill this gap. Um, honesty hour though, I I haven't. I played Coliseum a little bit as a kid, but like I really don't remember it. So I should really play that one too, because like it took me years to figure out that yeah. this is the sequel to that. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because like I kind of forget that Coliseum has that because I like I think of it more as being yeah. like, oh, it's like Pokemon Stadium, but it's not really. Right, you think. Anyway, glad to see this one make it so high. Very cool. Number 56, Super Mario Brothers 3. Too low. Way too low. Way too low. Way too low. Are you kidding me? One of the best games of all time. I think it's definitely, it's like, I think it's arguable, depending on who you're talking to, is, is, is the best 2D Mario of this era, right? Is it 3? Is it World? I'm more of a World guy, but 3 is practically a perfect game. Um, I think for much, much of the history of games discourse, it's been considered one of the best games of all time. So it, no surprise, right? Um, I, it's, a, it's exceptional. It's an exceptional video game. It's beautiful. I love its palette. I love the way it mm -hmm. uses sprites. It looks so modern for an NES game. Awesome. Truly awesome title. Number 55, Yoshi's nice. Island Super Mario World 2. Couldn't believe these were back-to-back. -back. That's a little crazy. Yeah. Uh, Chewie, you were the only other one that voted on all these games, so thank you <laughs> for making sure that there's some Mario representation up higher. Imagine not having Mario on a Nintendo list, though. Come on. I know. 
I know. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, Yoshi's Island is great. Um, my first experience was this was the Game Boy Advance uh, version, um, which I guess people don't like because Yoshi... <laughs> you know? I love those sound effects, though. Come I'm on. all about it. I didn't mind it at all. Um, and he would do the little like wind up when he would throw the egg. Like, come on. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Uh, um, but yeah, really, really great game. Um, I, I don't think they've just like figured out Yoshi since this game. No, I think this, this one is, like, did the it best right. Yoshi game, and every game since then has not been as good. Just yeah. make a sequel. Yeah, this one, they did it right. It was challenging. You it's not... They did do a sequel. There's one in, like, the DS, I think, and there's, like, Baby Peach and Baby Donkey Kong, and I remember that, actually. <laughs> give me yeah. another one, though. Come on. Yeah, give me, give me one that's, like, on this level, at least, because the other ones, they're, they're nice. I like that they mess with the art style and everything, but, like, like the gameplay just isn't there with them. No. I think this one was, like believed in like making a challenging game at least a little bit you know and it has um, a lot of cool moments like there's like the fuzzy stuff where like it inverts your controls there's like that final mm -hmm. boss battle that's like so iconic like it's it's got a lot of really cool stuff going on it's it's a super memorable game and it's it's kind of weird that given how popular and beloved it was that it they didn't just lock in and be like this is what yoshi is now but mm -hmm. one i always think back of very fondly for sure 54 Pokemon Puzzle Challenge, baby! Here we there go. There it is. Love it. Great game. Love that it's this high on the list. This game uh, holds up really well, I think. I like have been replaying it off and on on my Steam Deck, and it's just really good. It's a it's a good, simple puzzle match game, and it's it's a ton of fun. It holds yeah. up. And on the harder difficulties, it's hard. It's that extremely way. hard. I can't <laughs> get past like the. Oh my gosh. I think seventh gym or like the seventh like match, I just can't beat it. Claire like, is the eighth one. She's so unbelievably hard. She's still beating my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, I love this game. I adore this game. Same. I remember, I think it was the last time, not, I guess not the last time, but the time before you that you went on tour, Sierra. And I remember you like came back and were like, oh, I was playing this on my 3DS. It's like, yes, I yes. love this game. Yes. Hell yeah. I think I went and downloaded it right after that. I love that. Classic. 53, we got Game and Watch Chef slash Game and Watch Gallery 4. <laughs> so Steve voted for Chef. I voted for Game and Watch Gallery 4. But my favorite game in that was Chef. So. I mean, I, Game I, Watch Gallery 4 is a banger. It's got Donkey Kong Jr. in. I think it's got Cement Factory in as well. And it's got the Fire one, which I like a lot too. Which yeah, is it's a really good player. It's a really good collection. They need to bring these collections back or at least just chuck them on NSO as like the Game of Watch Gallery and just let us all play them again. They were really fun. Chef's amazing though. Probably I would not believe how close this came to being in the top 50. I love it. Yeah, it's great. Game of Watch just, Games rule. Seeing those sausages burn as you're like flipping off in the air. Great. Got to get him over to the princess. <laughs> Number 52, Luigi's Mansion. Great launch awesome. style for the GameCube. Really, really mm -hmm. good. Uh, and and I'm glad that um, more people are going to get to play it. This one's coming to, to Switch, right? No, uh, no they're Luigi's bringing Mansion the two. second one. Oh, oh the second one. Oh, come on. They, they got to come up with plans one. for this one, yeah. Yeah, they well, brought this one. Start with the second one, and then and uh, you know you bring Pikmin one and two as a as a double package. That's what I wish like, they had done. Yeah, come on. Mm -hmm. 
it makes no sense, especially because they brought this one to 3DS. Like, yeah. both 1 and 2 are on 3DS. I'm like, it, I don't know what Nintendo's thinking sometimes, but yeah, this one needs to go back. This was the first game I played on GameCube. Funny situation. Um, my We used to go to Mexico all the time growing up, and at one point... Um, my, my mom's like ex-husband gave her some game cubes to sell over in Mexico. And I was like, but I really want a game cube. Why don't, why don't we just buy it? Uh, anyway, she sold it to like this guy at an arcade and I would just go over there and play Luigi's mansion for uh, like, you'd play like 10 pesos and you'd get like an hour with the game, which is really cheap. Like if you look at the conversion today, it's like, I don't know, 60 cents. That's and awesome. I could play for an hour. Yeah. And I would just keep doing that. And I I don't think they had a memory card. And so I'd just have to start from the beginning every time. Oh, no. And yeah, but it, it was a fun time. Chewie was speed running. I gotta get to the new content. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number 51, Snipper Clips. Yes. Phenomenal game. Absolutely phenomenal. So good. I forgot yeah, really, about this really one. Was, I put it on my list after I was like compiling yours. I was like, oh yeah, this is a great game. Gotta throw that up there. Mm-hmm. It's good. Uh, I had a good time playing it with my partner. Spawned some arguments at times. Like you can <laughs> snip in the wrong place and then you've got to like do that thing where they, you see the snipper clips and he's like got that concentration face and then like he appears back again. <laughs> they look um, like little constipated popsicles yeah they do <laughs> fair enough but i i just love it the way like they can go up on their stilts with their little legs going around the place yeah. great game really, it's, really just, cool. it's a really really creative clever co-op game you know good time <laughs> yeah i love this one the, this one fascinated me too and i think it was like a, a little indie dev studio that like eventually like nintendo got in contact with to get this game made but i think the original name was like friend shapes which was also cute. That's very silly. <laughs> All right. So we're about to get into the top 50 in just a second here. But before that, let me remind you that this episode of Nintendo Noise is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of July. They are, of course, Arnold J. Rimmer, Christopher Valenz, Earth Visitor, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Asobi, Snacky Go, Ty the Dude, and Wakahula. Thank you all so much for your support over on patreon.com slash games. Y'all the realest of the real, and we greatly appreciate your support on all. 100 episodes of nintendo noise thank you for joining us remember the only plug i'm going to give you today because if you're listening to this i'm sure you're a real one head over to flipscreen.games if you need to click on some links head over and check out our episode 100 special for flipscreen games our sister show where steve and i went head to head in a game of flip screen games jeopardy where we had to answer a ton of questions about the history of our own podcasts and you know, we don't know as much as we might have thought we would, but go check it out. It was a good competition. Yeah, they were hard. The Nintendo Noise questions especially were really hard as well. Like, if if you think you know Nintendo Noise trivia, go listen to that podcast and see if you can answer the questions. Submit your scores <laughs> if you knew the answers. Um, there was one question. It was like, Chewie and Sierra had a rock, paper, scissors over who won in one of the hottest nintendo characters rankings what character was it about we're like i don't oh know. my god i don't remember <laughs> this so i don't remember it i can exactly. believe that so go check it out it was a good episode I, I hope you'll have a have as much fun uh checking it out or listening to it as we did recording it all right let's get back into it number 50 pokemon go 
So the Love one it. game not published by Nintendo that made it on the list because it Love pretty much is a Nintendo 50. game. I think this yeah. is a good a good 50. Like it right in the middle of the list. Um, I fell off Pokemon Go after the first year, but it's like I think of that summer where it popped off and everyone was playing it. No matter where you went, there was a crowd of people. You're talking to strangers. You're having block parties. I'm driving through cemeteries to hit Pokemon stops. Like, <laughs> it was a time. It was a time, and it was the closest I ever thought we would come to world peace. That was, and, I was just thinking. <laughs> right? It was a magical summer. It was like, you're like, you know what? Maybe humanity's going to be okay. And then the next couple of years after that happened, and, you know, we, we know how that, that turned dark. out. But I think what happened was I remember everyone's grievance with this game was that they were not updating. It felt like they were not updating it with new content as often as they could be. So a lot of people fell off. A lot of people got sick of, like, catching the same Pokemon. Like, if they were casual players and not yeah. interested in the competitive aspect. Like, they well, wanted then- more lockdown really just killed it for me because like i live in middle of nowhere there's like no poke stops or anything around no gyms and like you know we weren't allowed to go out anywhere so it just i completely fell off like i was playing it every now and again but it was like 2019 and 20, it was like the last time i was really playing it hmm. like in general it was like less friendly for people that lived in rural areas too right like it's yeah. like you didn't live somewhere where there was a ton of stops that you could take advantage of it was you know whatever but I remember, like, I traveled that year, too, so I, like, got to go play in a different city where a friend lived and, like, was seeing all these different Pokemon, and it was, like, it, it had that sauce in the early days, you know? Uh, yeah. And I, I know there's, like, a lot of people that were still playing it, like, Max, uh, one of our, our co-hosts mm-hmm. on all the other shows, like, I know he still plays it or only just stopped playing it within the last year or whatever, so certainly yeah. still a thriving I'm... community there. Yeah, I still play to collect, but um, I've, never, I've never battled, it, rarely, if at all. Uh, it was yeah. a very short-lived thing for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm right. on again, off again. I, I like to uh, check in on some of the community days just to see if there's a shiny. I want. Yeah. I got I got my shiny Larvitars the other day, and I was like, yes, I'm very oh, happy. I miss that. <laughs> I know a lot of folks hey. use it for, like, the getting the decks together and everything, too. Like, Trendy Brendy's still out there hunting down shinies and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. definitely people still out there taking advantage. Number 49, Super Smash Brothers Melee. Nice. Classic, right? It's it's yeah. the the competitive game. I think obviously as great as the original was, I think this is the game that kind of elevated it, you know, and it it, it brought Smash, I think, to what we think of it being now, right? A little yeah. more fast paced, a little wave bit more, dashing. A little sweaty. Yeah, right. Like this yeah. is like this is the the hardcore one. You know, it's it's Peach a game was that, the best. It's it's fun to go back to still too, you know. Like yeah, it has a really good vibe and and feel to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Very big. Yeah, baby. this one I like that it was fast, it was responsive, and that Peach was the best, best character. <laughs> You're not wrong. Much better <laughs> roster too, right? Because it's like it's like more than double the characters of the original. That was like that felt like a huge step up, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great game, beloved. Forty eight Super Mario Galaxy. <laughs> I know Chimmy didn't put it on his list, but you know, I feel like it needed some representation. It made it to my list. I kind of feel like Galaxy One and Two go hand in hand together. Like I think we could, yeah, shove them both in the same slot. Uh, but I I remember playing this when it came to to the Wii, and I was like, 
a little bit surprised by it. I thought we were going to get something like Sunshine and, and 64 again, and we got something completely different, something really fresh. It was really cool. These like um, these these really unique levels with this like gem system, and like it used the Wii remote in a, a meaningful way. And then I played it again when it came to to Switch, when it came in the 3D All-Stars collection, and it really holds up. It's a beautiful-looking game. Um, I just kind of wish that they'd figured out a better way to handle the collection of the the little gems. I can't yeah. remember what you call them, the little bits, the Luma bits or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is another pretty important one for me in that regard where, like, I don't want to say that I, like, had fallen off of mario but like this is i think the era where i was the least engaged with nintendo like actively and this is a game that i remember like my best friend um at the time uh had picked up and was like you gotta play this like i i yeah i had like not seen him for like a week or whatever and he's like i 100 percented it and i started it (laughs) over again he's like take my copy and go take it home and play it and it's like let me know what you think and i was like you know i came back like the next day and had played it for like eight hours and was like oh my god this is sick you know and like it gave me that sense of like mario is back even though i don't know that he ever really went anywhere but you know it 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 hit for me in a big way at that time and it's a game that like i haven't gone back to like i don't think ever i don't think i've played it more than once but it that that summer like looms in my mind of like sitting there and playing it and then like bringing it back to his house and we played it again and we're passing the controller back and forth and it was just like one of those really key like summer gaming memories, you know, no school and just like, let's sit here and play Mario for five or six hours. Like, let's do it. And yeah, so many good times. And like you said, like the, the propulsion, the momentum of it is just so different than other Mario games. And I think that was like very cool, especially coming off sunshine, which had such a different vibe, you know, it's like, this felt like an even, you know, a, a totally different step in a different direction. And it brought back the more like, stage clear kind of feel to it very cool 47 pokemon sun and moon (laughs) sierra you said you're a sun and moon enjoyer what do you got for me uh my enjoyment for this game is a lot of it i'm not gonna lie purely aesthetic reasons (laughs) i thought i like the hawaii setting the tropical setting um i didn't the thing is you know like i didn't like the trial format of like the the gyms like the what were yeah. the gyms but i loved the this generation of pokemon and this was a like i i just like loved how like it was like a very bright and and like fun game in that regard so yeah this not is- gonna lie it's it's mostly for the visuals but it's funny though like i relate to that because like this is a game, I think this is the Pokemon game I've soured on the most because I loved it my first playthrough and was like, this is incredible. It's like my game, one of my game of the years, my game of the year, whatever. And like, I loved the aesthetic. I loved the Alolan forms. I loved being in a new locale that had a very different style and feel and color palette and right. trying new things and they were shaking up the formula. And that all hit so hard at the time. And then I remember Ultra Sun and Moon came out, and I tried to play it again, and I was like, I don't want to play this game a second time. I don't want to sit through all this dialogue again. Like, that <laughs> stuff doesn't feel great, but aside yeah. from that, like, I'm with you, where, like, it just, it had such a fresh feel to it, and it was the most, like, breath of fresh air Pokemon game in a long time for me, so. For sure. It definitely yeah. felt like, X and Y, like, a lot of it felt like, like a, it was like a, 
3D imagining of what you already know, like, the Pokemon experience to be. And then, like, Sun and Moon shook it up a little bit. So I think that's why it ranks a little higher, or, or at least higher than X and Y for me. But, yeah. like, overall, in terms of, like, mainline Pokemon games, it's it's kind of sitting at the bottom. But still significant in my yeah. original I'm, gaming experience. I'm right there with you. I'm, 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 I feel like I feel exactly the same. 46, Mario Party 3. It's my second Excellent. favorite one. Love this game. Uh, I think this game had a lot of great mini games. It has a lot of fantastic boards. It introduced some new mechanics that that shook things up a little bit. It's a solid game. You know, it's it's definitely for my money. The N sixty four ones are the best Mario parties, and I think this is the second one behind what is my favorite Mario party. So this one has. The Chewy is a sore winner mode, which is a single player story mode. <laughs> Nobody wanted to play with me because I'd, I'd win and then I'd rub it in your face and then I just ended up alone. <laughs> so, yeah, this I, I loved playing Mario Party 3. The story mode was like basically just play at different difficulties against computer players. And it was it was fun. You'd get your little face up on the rock like Mount Rushmore wall if you won and it was great and then it also had a dual mode where you'd like it was a 1v1 mode you'd have partners like uh you could partner with like a koopa a piranha plant a boo and then they'd have like different attack powers and hp and that sort of thing which is a a lot better than that stupid smartphone system that they came up with in super mario party the ally phone where you just Mm -hmm. randomly got someone and they had a different dice and you could like swap between them it was so rubbish uh, uh, yeah, I I think Mario. Some of the older things that these Mario Party games they should go back to. Like we had Mario Party Five earlier on, and I used to love the battle royale modes in those games as well, like the GameCube versions, where you could basically team up. So I would like team up with with my mom or team up with my sister or whatever, and we'd we'd like play together, and you could like, strategize of all oh, the stars over there, and you, know, you now. I need to make sure that I can get coins this time around, and then when it comes around to you, that you can play again. I think mm-hmm. Battle Royale was in this game as well, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it was. I guess, uh, I don't recall. I mean, I played it forever. But... I, th- I thought it was anyway, <laughs> right? I, I think they did. <laughs> yeah, really, really fun game. I love this one. Me too. Happy to see it rank so highly. 45, The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. This game gets me real in my feels. Like, this is a game I have only played to completion twice. But, like, I played it in such, like, a formative time in my life both times that it really struck a chord with. There's a reason I have a tattoo of the Majora's Mask, right? Um, It's just so, it's so weird, right? Like, it it Mm -hmm. speaks to me for the same reason Link's Awakening does, where it's very weird, it's very sad and moody and... Like sad in a melancholy way, but not like a not like overtly depressing. It's like so much of it is like these really cute little side stories that get so weirdly personal. And like there's like every other Zelda game is about, you know, saving the world and defeating monsters and like that stuff happens. But there's also like a side quest where you like help people get married. Right. Or like you like Mm -hmm. help this person like resolve a family dispute or like try to fulfill their dream. And then the whole thing is based on you setting the time back and then undoing all that 
that you did, you know? And like, there's something so, I don't know. There's just something so weird. And, and like, <laughs> ah, I don't know. It, it just, it has left such a mark on me for the way in which it tells a story and, and like plays with what feels familiar and cozy about Ocarina of Time. And then kind of, flips that on its head and and it has so much room for interpretation and and like meta commentary about the series and games in general and i don't know it's just it's a game i've thought so much about and that like really inspired me to want to talk and think about games in a a more deep way Mm -hmm. yeah this one it's also really difficult. <laughs> I, I don't recommend like going through this game without a guide at this point because I feel like it was made in that era of like, this is for kids who have just hundreds upon hundreds of hours of free time <laughs> to do whatever. So uh, there, there are moments in this game where you're going to get stuck and everything. But yeah, overall, it's just like, it has a weird vibe to it that I really appreciate. It has just this darkness lingering around the whole thing. But it's also like, I don't know, it's still pretty like bright and colorful in Zelda. It's like weirdly uplifting, even though it's also sad. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I I appreciate this one. It's also such a flex that it was made in like a year. Like that's so cool. I mean, Tears of the Kingdom could never. What an achievement. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Tears of the Kingdom could not have been made in a year. You're correct. Number 44, Mario Party 6. Yes. This is the one I ranked up higher. Uh, Hello, the microphones. I literally spent like two hours at my parents' place trying to find the microphones that I had for this one came with it and Mario Party 7 came with it. The minigames are terrible with them, but I was like, I have to have these. I have to have them. Sierra and I need this for a microphone library so we can make our Nintendo Rules album. Exactly. Let me tell you, I I recorded like my first like rough recordings in a band in high school with like a rock band microphone plugged into a computer. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people did. Yeah. Imagine miking an orange orange cab with this baby. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a micro we we need to do a microphone shootout of like video game microphone peripheral. <laughs> Dude, I'm That'd like so down for that. We gotta do that for like that's gonna be a day long project. We'll turn it into like a short or something. We gotta figure out yeah. what's the best microphone from yeah. a video game. I, I think it's the lips microphone. From Xbox's lips, it used to light up when you sang Xbox's into it. Xbox's lips, that's such a gross yeah. That's hilarious. Shout out to uh, SingStar, that had a microphone, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got, but, I'm, I'm yeah, kind of serious about this. Great. We're doing it, yeah, I'm in. I'm, we're doing you, this. You have to. <laughs> Um, this game had a day and night mechanic. Every three turns, it would like swap from day to night or night to day. And the whole map would just like transform depending on what time of day it was. So you'd have like access to different things depending. So it really added like a layer to the luck slash strategy in a way where it was like, oh, if I roll high enough, I should set myself up here. Or, you know, like it, you really had to think about where you would be and what time of day it would be when you pass through that spot. I've definitely messed up where I'm like, Boo only comes out at night, and then suddenly I'm there during the day, and I just can't take advantage of that that feature, you know? So, yeah, uh, there's a lot of thought to your movement in this game, like movement around the board that I think was, uh, I don't know, a nice change from, like, 
what it had been for the previous five games, you know? So, so are there four Mario Party games on GameCube? Yeah. Yeah. Four, four five, five, six, seven? and seven. Wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And eight was meant to be a GameCube game, pretty clearly meant to be a GameCube game, but then moved to the Wii because none of those mini games are very good on the Wii. <laughs> They're meant to be for a GameCube controller. Yeah. And it didn't even have 16 by 9 support, like Mario Party 8. I don't know that I ever ready. played this one. Like, I feel like I had four and, like, lost interest in Mario Party after that and then got back into it. Yeah. You should go back to this one. I feel like I'd like to. I know the, the two. I think you really like a lot of the GameCube game. ones, honestly. Yeah. Like, I'd like They're to solid. revisit them. I don't know. We should. I've always wanted to do some kind of series where you, like, play all of the games in a franchise, like, in a row and then, like, do what we're doing now but like go back to them not have nostalgia be a factor or whatever mm-hmm. just try to like if you're doing mario party let me know i'll come you in should. that'd be fun it'd <laughs> be a fun thing to do it'd be a big project but it'd be fun to do mm-hmm. all right so let's move on to the next one here number 43 oh god sierra left at the exact worst time hopefully she makes it back new pokemon <laughs> snap i uh, talk about this one a little bit I think I, I think I last minute dropped it from my list um, because, you know, I could only pick 100 games. Uh, so, yeah, this one, this is like the best looking Pokemon game on Switch. Yeah. For, uh, by far. The, it's the just so pretty. incredible in this game. It's mm-hmm. so pretty. This is, I think Bandai Namco handled uh, developing this, right? I'll look at um, it. But yeah, th- this game, I thought it was really awesome. So much fun stuff to discover each time that you went through. And I, th- there was even like free DLC later on. So like extra levels that you can go through. Really great cast of Pokemon. And just like the big, I guess, what did they call them? Like the phenomenon that you would run into there was just like giant glowing Pokemon, which was <laughs> just fun. It was just fun to look at. This game is incredible. <laughs> Surpassed <laughs> my wildest expectations for what a Pokemon Snap sequel could be. I'm incredibly happy with it. And I've been meaning to go back. I went back in like February and because I really didn't like finish the game. I finished the main line, but I didn't finish the DLC. Same. And I want to because it does get repetitive because and I think it's annoying because like it's telling you you're missing like certain shots of Pokemon. And you go back and you try to take new ones and it's like, nope, still not it. And it's like, which one is it? <laughs> what do you want them to, what does this do? Like, what is it supposed to do? So, and it's something sometimes that like there are poses that you cannot achieve unless you go back and you do that labor of the repetitive playthroughs of each level. So mm-hmm. that could be a little unnerving, but it's so gorgeous. I love this game. Yeah, I, I would kill for a mainline Pokemon game that had the level of, like, detail and animation and, and just, like, world building that you see here. Like, how unique the Pokemon interactions are and everything. Like, it's yeah. just so good. Um, and I think it looks exceptional for being a Switch game. Like, it has such a good style to it. And you were right, Chewie. It is Bandai Namco that did this one. Um, yeah. I, I, I love this game. I'm glad we finally got a sequel to Pokemon Snap, and I'm glad it's as good as it is. Yeah. This is the last one we ever get fantastic so can't complain only took 20 years yeah. <laughs> number 42 pikmin 3 excellent love to see this i'm a huge pikmin fan big mm-hmm. really excited for pikmin 4 
I think Pikmin 3 is really cool. It's it's a meaningful evolution of the franchise. We're like, one, great game. Two, feels like kind of a perfection of the formula that was established in one. And this felt like, how do we shake that up? How do we make it new and different again? And having the, like, multiple characters that you're controlling in totally different spots of the map to have, like, interactions across the world and things like that, I think is really, mm-hmm. really... It was a cool, meaningful innovation, and I think it breathed a lot of life into the formula. And then the, the Switch version we got, Deluxe, had the whole, like, Olimar, Louis, like, other side story that they added, which brought a bunch of really fun new content as well. Mm-hmm. Really great game. And I'm glad that, like, I missed it on Wii U initially, and I was glad to be able to get the chance to double back and play it on, on Switch. The only thing this one, this is missing, is online bingo battle. They didn't do it in the Wii U one. Yeah. They didn't do it in the Switch one. I like, never did that, that mode because of that, you know? And it's yeah. like, I wish I could. That's a mode that should not have gone and died just because, you know, you, you had to do couch co-op to play it, but it was so much fun. That was my first experience playing the game. I, I actually got to demo it at San Diego Comic Con um, when it when it came out early on. And so... They they basically just had a bingo battle going, and so a couple people could play at a time, and it was fun. Love that. Love that. Can't wait to talk about four with you in a couple weeks. A couple days. <laughs> Number 41, Banjo-Kazooie. Yes. Banjo-Kazooie is great. Um, I, I said this last time about it, but I think like just overall theming throughout like beginning to end, I thought every level, the whole layer overworld thing was just like really well designed and beautiful and it, it was fun to explore every step of the way. Um, lots of lots of powers, definitely the collectathon thing. Really demanding game. There's like a hundred jiggies in this game. I think you need to get ninety-four of them to get to the final boss. So yeah, really, really demanding <laughs> to get yeah. and beat. Um, difficult boss once you get there too. It really tests your both knowledge and skill as a player uh, because you have to like you get little notes of, of like uh, facts about Gruntilda or facts about the world, and you're like, oh, I have to answer these trivia questions to get across <laughs> the lava. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, love this game. It was one of the the three games I got with my N sixty four when I got it, and to this day, still still one of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, I think this is one of the most memorable games in the N sixty four catalog. I think it's one of the games from that era that holds up the best. Um, I think this is probably the defining game in Rare's catalog, at least from that era. And it's one of those games and like partnerships you look at, and you're like, Nintendo, how did you ever let them get away? Mm-hmm. insane that we're not on like the 10th Banjo-Kazooie game on Nintendo Switch now at I this know. point but unfortunate but here we are hope we get him again someday love to see a, a proper Banjo 3E <laughs> number 40 Nintendogs <laughs> how how did this get so high it's incredible <laughs> alright who else me and so Steve put it on their ours, list yeah. This was, I think, the okay. bottom game on my list. It was either the last or the second to last game. It was right there. <laughs> this was this is... 46 on my list. I don't remember what it was on mine, but it was lower. It was on, like, the lower half. Listen, it's a, it was a cultural thing. It was a it moment. It is a cultural thing. Yeah, it was a moment. agreed. 
This was the version I had too, the Dachshund and Friends, because I was a Golden Retriever fan. So I think this is the one I yeah. had too. Yeah, I had the the yeah. Golden Retriever. I thought it was cute. I think, what... but it's great. Like you could you could play around with dogs and like you know, I was never allowed a dog. Same. Or a cat sure. when I was a kid, mm -hmm. so it's like this was the way I could. So can I, I, think... can I tell you my uh, favorite awful story I have about Nintendo dogs? Yes. So I picked up Nintendo dogs when it was new. Uh, enjoyed it. Right, was futzing around with it. I had a dog. Right. So I as much as I liked the virtual pet thing, I hit a point where I was like, I should probably go hang out with my real dog instead of playing this game. <laughs> and I remember my friend, uh, a peer of mine had asked me, oh, what did you think of it? Right. Like, you know, is it worth checking out? And I was like, oh, it's fun. It's a fun game. But like, I think it's mostly intended for kids that are like not allowed to have a real dog. Right. Like it's, you know, it's that's kind of the point. And <laughs> my friend's uh, little sister, who is, I don't know, she's. I think she's like eight or nine, ten years my junior. I'm st still friendly with the family, and I, she's now a grown-ass adult. But she was a little kid. She's like maybe seven or eight years old. And she was sitting in the other room of their house playing and then like ran off crying. And I, to this day, it makes me feel so t And she's like nearly 30 <laughs> years old now or whatever, so it's fine. Uh... But like... I can still picture her sad little face. And I was just like, oh, Casey, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean hit her in the feels. Oh, oh yeah, I was that. It's like, I was hurt. Like you destroying someone, someone's life by telling them that Father Christmas or Santa Claus doesn't exist. It's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it's up there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What a great game. I think it hit so hard, also because like you know we're that generation that came up with Pokemon and like Tamagotchis. So like, yeah. like a three D dog Tamagotchi. And it's like actually good. Like, it, yeah. like, unlike Hey You Pikachu, I felt like you could actually train the dog and get it to do things. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay, you, like, this you, has like, you could talk to them, right? You'd go, you'd go, and you'd go do different things with them, like different tasks in those weird little rooms. Yeah, the dog like, shows, yeah, yeah. walks and stuff. And I, it's frankly insane to me that we never have gotten in, because they did the Nintendo Dogs and Cats as a sequel, and I think they put out mm. other versions. Like, we never got one on 3DS, to my knowledge. It's like, never come to Switch. Feels like it would be would have been a slam dunk on mobile. Like it's kind of weird that oh, it yeah, just it's perfect for mobile. Never Absolutely came back. Perfect. I think there's like some spiritual successor to it that somebody made, like my little friends or something. Yeah, and that's on some Switch. Ubisoft shovelware. Yeah, something like that. I'm weird. surprised they didn't do a mobile version of Nintendogs. Yeah. Okay, so Nintendogs and Cats was on 3DS, and it looks like that was the last one we ever got. Okay. Weird. Really weird. You think it you'd did think really well. Eighty three yeah. out of a hundred on Metacritic. Well, and the mm -hmm. first one was one of the best selling games on the DS. Like it was it was really popular. Yeah. Kind of strange. But anyway, shout out to Nintendo Dogs. Crazy, crazy, crazy to see it hit this high, but I love it. Number thirty nine, Mario Party Two. <laughs> this is the best Mario Party. This is my favorite Mario Party. Uh, ranked it. I ranked this very highly. I think Chewie also voted for it, and that's how it snuck up this high on the list. I love it. Um, this is my favorite one by a lot. I think it has the best boards. I think it has most of the best mini games. Um, like this is one that I played a ton of when it was contemporary, and then years later during the the Wii era, this was probably the second most played game on my Wii, only after Super Smash Brothers Brawl. I had all the GameCube mm -hmm. controllers plugged in, and this was like a 
you know, in college every Friday, Saturday night when folks would come and we'd hang out, we'd drink a couple beers and we'd play Mario Party 2. It was like a very, very regular uh, game in my rotation. And I, I mean, I'll go back and play this game literally every time. I love this one. The, I think this one also has like the strongest like concept as a sequel too, where it's like, what do we do next? Oh, costume parties. Why not do that? So I yeah. love the themed levels where it was just like, Cowboy Land, Space Land, <laughs> or Western was it Western Land? I think. Yeah, that's but, what I Yeah, I like I, I like the theming of all the the maps, the boards. I, think it I really guess gimmicky too, because like mm-hmm. the first one is just the first one. This one is like, okay, we made it again, but better. And then three is where they started being like, okay, here's gimmicks. Like here's the Donkey Kong space. Here's this. Here's that. And then that kind of. I love the like Donkey Kong space. Donkey Kong's I was great. sad. When they when they like uh, got rid of that, that that was great. And the Bowser mm-hmm. squares, I used to love those as well. There we go. That's in that's in two though. I don't know if that was in one, but and this one still had like the mini game mountain challenge thing. Yeah, it did. Where you're on the train and you just try to beat all the mini games without dying. That was so hard. Yeah, it was a really fun, really fun game. Uh, one I got a lot of mileage out of over the years. Probably one of my most played Nintendo games. Thirty-eight Pokemon Sword and Shield. <laughs> <clears throat> Pretty good ranking. I, uh, I, this got higher than I thought it would. I, you know, I think these games are very good. Um, they have plenty of problems, but I think this was another one where it felt like meaningful innovation was the name of the game, right? Like the wild area and everything is like there's a direct line between that and what we have now in Arceus and and Scarlet Violet. So good decks. You know, I, I think this game has a lot going for it. I think it's one of the games that will probably be not remembered as fondly as time goes on because the other games on the Switch are better, but it's a good game. I will say I kind of like the, the I, I guess the campsites more than the picnics, but I like, yeah, I, agree. I only did the picnics in uh, Scarlet Violet once and I'm not big on breeding. So there's that. But yeah, it's got good pacing too. like, I, I think it, it was a little weird with like having to go, constantly go back to the wild area. But I, I think this one is like an interesting transition between the classic formula and what is now the modern formula where it's like it's kind of both games. It's like in between those two identities where it's like, yeah, more focused on the turn based battles, whereas the modern games feel more focused on catching and filling the decks and some of that stuff. So. It's an interesting one. It's like kind of a game out of time, but it's a good mm-hmm. game. I'd say I, I like it a lot. 37, Super Mario 64. Good game. But it. the DS version's better. I can't go back to it because of the wonky camera, but it's a good game. This is a game <laughs> where literally all I think they need to do is make a version where you have a free spinning camera. Like, yeah, literally, be, that is the in. only thing you need to change in this game because shoots up this list i think i really it's <laughs> yeah agreed I, it's a brilliant i love this game i i 100 percented it again when it came to switch because you're a man of culture chewy and i respect that yeah and I, I still just love this game i just wanted to see yoshi up on the on the top of the castle that's it the fact <laughs> that this is like the first 3d game like ever made is insane like how well yeah. it holds up and that like the only thing that sucks about it is a limitation of the controller, not the game, right? Like the level design. Some of the later levels are not as good, but like the the thought put into developing those 3D spaces and making them feel like full and lived in and, you know, like there being cool secrets to explore, there being that sense of like 
you know, um, progression as you learn how to play the game better and you learn how to take advantage of the triple jump and the wall jump and the backflip and some of those things that are like the more high level play stuff. Like, ah, it's just such a, it's, it's such a good game. Uh, it's, I, I would love, love to get a like 3DS level remake that we got of Ocarina and Majora's with this game where it just has modern control scheme. I, mm-hmm. the, when they tease that in Odyssey, it was like, Jesus, can you please just give it to me? Like, like <laughs> what a slam dunk that would be. Yeah, phenomenal how well this game holds up. 36, Pikmin 2. Very pleased. Very pleased to see this as high as it got. This is up there for me. It's a top 20 Um, mm-hmm. I love Pikmin 2. I think it's probably the best game in the franchise thus far. I ranked it the highest. I go back and forth, but I I feel like this game has doesn't have some of the quality of life stuff that Pikmin 3 has, and I actually like it better for that because um, Pikmin 4 feels like it's a, even a, a bigger step in that direction where I think it's going to be the most accessible game that the franchise has ever had. But I like the time limit constraint. I kind of like that it's a little more difficult and a little more punishing than some of Nintendo's other franchises and that, like, you can mess up. Like, you can fail, you know? And, and there's a real mm-hmm. fail state where, like, you will mess up and lose the game and you got to start over. And like, I like that about it. I like that risk reward because it makes you think harder. It makes the puzzles where you're like, okay, like I think I can do this, but am I going to lose a bunch of resources? Am I going to lose my Pikmin? Like is that, that risk reward is what I think is so like fun and satisfying about Pikmin. And if I have any reservations going into four, it's that I hope that we don't lose that, but very excited for it. Mm-hmm. Your Pikmin can get destroyed in this game, but the the underground things were were added to this one, and that was really cool. They were kind of like procedurally generated, so it could be yeah. like random. You could just like spawn into just a giant enemy at a point. It's kind of like, like the well, in Persona. <laughs> it's like yeah, hey, yeah. go down here and train and see what the risk is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this one was really fun. Also had multiplayer where you could battle against a friend. And it was, it was, I spent a lot of time doing that. And then bringing in like the new Pikmin varieties, the purple and the white ones, like Mm -hmm. just, I don't know. It's just such a, like, it's such a perfect sequel. It's one of those sequels where it's like, first game's great, shows a ton of promise. The next one comes in and it's like, you nailed it. You got it right. Like you fixed all the problems and it's, it's a pretty perfect. Mm -hmm. Number 35, Pokemon (laughs) Stadium. Good you know what I forgot? The the announcer talks so much shit when you're playing a battle. <laughs> Not very effective. Yeah. <laughs> I turned he, that guy off at one point. I remember I was like, oh, I'm sick of you that. talking smack, man. Every time it Oh, what a miss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jerk. He is a jerk. Why is it? Why, it's like, what is it with like older Nintendo games just having like like absolute jerk stadium, <laughs> OG Animal Crossing? Yeah, I mean yeah. these games are great. I like obviously there was the kind of transfer pack of it all and being like I can play my Pokemon games on my TV and like that stuff. But like, I think the mini games are obviously awesome. I think people remember those really fondly. But I think some of the things that maybe you forget if you don't think about it is how hard the gym battles are and the elite four yeah. in this game, they are through the roof difficult. And that was such a fun, like post post game, like real proper boss mode of like, 
I have my team that I built out and I ran through the game. I ran through the elite four. Like, let me jump in and try to fight these even stronger trainers with even better AI. And if you won, you got a Pokemon, you got one of the starters, which was like such a cool reward because there was no other way to get them legitimately. Um, <laughs> with, beside from like restarting a game. Right. So like, very cool, very cool, very good companion to one of the, you know, most ubiquitous games of the time. And this is the first time you saw him in 3d, which like was so cool. That was like such a moment as a kid, you know, <laughs> 34 Luigi's mansion three, which is just the best version of this, this game. Um, really, really great game on switch. I think it looks visually stunning. Some interesting level design, great boss design. I had such a good time with Luigi's Mansion 3. And I'm glad that I'm going to be able to get to play Luigi's Mansion 2, because I thought it was the original Luigi's Mansion that was coming. I never had um, never had it on a 3DS. Uh, and so, no, we just call it Luigi's Mansion 2 in, in Europe. Um, and and so, yeah, I'm glad I'm going to get going to be able to play that one, because I had such a good time with Luigi's Mansion 3. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this game also had a really great multiplayer mode with online too. So yeah. I think we should all revisit it. They even did like paid DLC multiplayer I for this. That. Yeah, it was it's, weird. It's yeah. weird. The Gooigi stuff was so smart as well. Like mm -hmm. being able to just like swap over and he could get in places that Luigi couldn't. It was just it was so clever. Yeah, they did a great job with the Gooigi puzzles. I was going to say that too. The only thing I, I really annoyed me was they never gave you a chance to solve the puzzle before they tried to tell you the answer to the puzzle in these games. Mm. Um, and I think that's just, it just seems to be an easier option to find. Like, just let me turn that off or show me a prompt if I want a hint rather than just telling me the answer. Because I would always be like so close to getting it and then they'd just tell me the answer and I'd be like, oh, right, it's ruined. Mm-hmm. Number 33, Pokemon Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald. I can't believe how many Pokemon games are on this list. It's insane. I can't believe you can't <laughs> believe how many Pokemon games are on this list. There's <laughs> so many Pokemon games. Like It's also yeah, one of the only franchises that three out of four of us have like a ton of affection <laughs> for and have played them all, you know? Wait till we get to the top, Steve. Wait till we get to the top and you see what uh what franchises are way overrepresented, because it's gonna we're gonna get there. <laughs> I may have seen those because I did the, the, that half of the list when I did the images. <laughs> so, yeah, I, mean, I love these games. So yeah, much. shout out to Gen Three. Mm -hmm. Oh, speak, speak, Sierra. What do you got? I just so obviously, like I started with like yellow. I, I love silver, but like you know, these being like such vibrant, full color Pokemon games. You have the tree houses. Um, this is like my favorite generation of Pokemon. Um, and the story is just <laughs> angry land dragon and set and like angry, like sea whale, like so good. Um, and land dragon stands no chance yeah. <laughs> on that little platform surrounded oh, by all the water. <laughs> oh yeah. Double battles. Um, there's just, I have a lot of nostalgia for this game. It's the, the soundtrack is just oh, so good. Um, those trumpets yeah exactly mm -hmm. um, the years of Hoenn confirmed memes before we finally got the remake like I don't know so, like the, the fervor around this generation I'm definitely part of it um, 
I love it very much. So good. Yeah, I, I love Gen 3. You know, I feel like coming off of Gen 2, right? Like having that jump up to a new generation of consoles. Like, I remember that being such a big deal and like the excitement around like there being a totally new decks and like you couldn't get a lot of the Johto Pokemon in this game. And that was where like XD and Gale of Darkness and, and Coliseum and everything came in. Like it, it, it felt like a, a kind of a fresh start in a way yeah. that two didn't, you know, two felt like a sequel and that was so cool. And you know, there's like the secret bases, which was really neat. You had the battle tower and Emerald that was like really exceptional. Um, like in the, the battle frontier and everything like, I, I just I feel like Emerald in particular has mm -hmm. so much going for it. And yeah, I just I, I love these games. I think back on them really fondly often. And uh you know, I feel like um it's another one of those games that's so interesting for being the kind of in-between one. Where like Gen 1 and 2 have such a distinct vibe and flavor and like mechanics wise are very different than what came later. And this is the one that's kind of in between. Because they, like, introduced abilities and, and some of those things. But, like, we didn't have the physical special split yet. We hadn't gotten to the point where, like, Fairy was introduced. So it's, like, it's a very unique meta and a very, like, interesting time in the franchise. Um, because that was also where we moved away from uh, base stats being maxed out. Like, that was how it worked in Gen 1 and 2. And it made mm -hmm. certain Pokemon that were, like, dominant in the early gens become, like, very very different pokemon now so this is one of those ones where there's so much shake up to the formula uh in ways that we're still feeling the echoes of it today which is you know it's cool 32 mario kart double dash mm -hmm. for my money the second best mario kart glad to see it mm -hmm. here great. this is a gimmick i'd great. like to see them go back to like we've we've talked a lot about like what do you do for nine how do you follow up mario kart 8 deluxe and like make something that feels bigger and better than that. And I'm like, make Double Dash too. I feel like that would be a cool thing to do. Mm -hmm. I've gotten... Or, or you go down the route with like Diddy Kong, like you were saying, just give, give us different types of vehicles yeah. that are, are play in a meaningful way. Like we've got carts and bikes. Why not put planes and hovercrafts and boats or whatever in there? Mm -hmm. I've gone back to this game diff uh, before too, and it plays really differently. Like I felt like I'd never, I, I feel like I don't know how to play Mario Kart when I play this one again, <laughs> just with and like how the, con how everything controls and swapping between the characters. The multiplayer is aspect of it was so cool. Like that you and a friend mm -hmm. could be in the same car and you could be like, I'm going to switch so I can drive or, you know what? Like that was neat. Like that was, it's so novel and different, you know? Mm-hmm the most different mario kart by a lot yeah bring it back bring it back 31 legend of zelda a link to the past i i haven't i've never finished this game but it's really? on my list yeah it's on my list because yeah. every time i've gone to play it and i've got so far into it I've, i'm just blown away by the fact that this game is like 30 years old at this point it's ridiculous yeah. uh, it's it holds up better than so many other games in terms of visuals in terms of gameplay in terms of everything about it and when i think of zelda i don't think of the original one this for me is like where i think of 
Zelda coming from and where, where it started really kind of came into his own and yeah mm-hmm. this for me is like I mean, where the franchise really kind of took off i mean we forget zelda 2 that's never even touched on sure. <laughs> i mean this game is like kind of is that right like it's like don't get me wrong yeah. obviously the original was like a huge hit it was a lightning in a bottle moment i feel like this game really is like where they figured it out you know like it, it nails that top-down formula and it introduced the whole like like the way that progression in Zelda worked from then on until Breath of the Wild, like it starts here. You think of it as Ocarina, but it's really here, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this game, amazing. It's another one that like I was first exposed to it on the GBA, right? Me too. So I, yep. I played that one. The classic. That series had like the four did. swords um, yep. combo, right? Um, but yeah, I, me and my brother would just like swap this game all the time because i'd get you know a certain distance he'd play a little bit and get far and it was you know kind of like just trading a book back and forth because you're reading it together but yeah we'd get like stuck on parts we'd help each other out it it was a fun time i really have great memories of this one this game could come out today and i think it would be received as well as it was back then which i think speaks volumes about how good it is (laughs) yeah I, i mean people are still trying to capture this formula in a way right like you got like the blossom tales kind of games coming out and i think those are really like callbacks to this uh version of zelda i feel like we're overdue from a for a top-down zelda from nintendo it's been since link between worlds which was so long ago now mm-hmm. number 30 pokemon legends Arceus. <laughs> love it could have been higher but i love it <laughs> i had it high on mine it was high, I had on, pretty mine high well. on mine too yeah, yeah. I think we're getting to the part where even the high stuff was getting edged out because there's some games that just dominated. Um, mm-hmm. But we, the three of us, loved this game. This was one of my game of the years so last year. Good. I think this is one of the best mm-hmm. Pokemon games in a really long time. Yes. You know, when you, Sarah, mm-hmm. when you and I did our Pokemon ranking, we put this one pretty high too because it's like, yes. I think this is the best modern Pokemon game by a pretty wide margin. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it like satisfies that like, like anti mainline Pokemon itch for me. And yeah. uh I know we're not gonna get another one. I just <laughs> feel it in my bones. We're not I feel like you're right and it else like this. In about twenty years we'll get another one. <laughs> I'd be more excited for a, a new Legends game than I would be for a new mainline game by a lot. Same. Unless Same. the next mainline game takes everything from Arceus and makes it par for the course. Cause the like ability to catch Pokemon without battling, the movement, the like decks, uh, like quests and every like I all of that felt so unbelievably fresh and, and streamlined. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the yeah. only time that they've centered the game around catching instead of battling, where I thought it was as fun. Mm-hmm. I know it felt like you know Safari Zone realized basically sure, like yeah. you're you're That's just true, out there yeah. you're in the wild the, the pokemon can straight up kill you if you're not careful <laughs> so i i love this i think i like the like, story too like i like the way that like you had yeah. these little stories in the town mm-hmm. and you would help people like oh i need help doing this and i'll bring a pokemon that does you know like there was i don't know it just had so much personality you know yeah the story's mm-hmm. pretty bleak don't know when you're going yeah. home you're just <laughs> In this shit. Stuck forever. Indefinitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you can catch them all in this game. I'm tired of people being like, Dexit, 
kind of stuff. I'm like, forget it. You could never catch them all in one game. But this one, you literally can catch the whole Pokedex yep. in it. Yeah. I did it. Give me another one. Give me a Legends Johto, please. I would love to. Oh, see I know. It's that region has so much history. You know, like it's like just put us, put us right in there. That'd be so cool. We are so, all yes. dogs in in Pokemon Company's hot car. We're just along for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> We're so hungry for some good fucking food. <laughs> Number twenty nine, WarioWare Smooth Moves. Yes, I put oh. this way up on my list. I noticed. Yeah, it was on my list, but not anywhere near as high as as you had it. This was fifty three is... on my list. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. This is the best Wii game. Yeah, nothing, nothing else is better than this one. I'm not mad. I, about I that. played them all. I didn't play all the Wii games. We got a lot of junk <laughs> over time. Um, but yeah, for this, game, this game uh, for a console that's defined by games that are like a bunch of mini games. It's, it makes this sense that this, it. Like, you yeah. think this would be the standout. Yeah, that's cool. I th I think where this one stands out for me is that, like, I had a lot of trouble connecting with a lot of games on Wii due to, like, the Wiimote nunchuck control scheme. Uh, I think it was unnecessary for a lot of things, but I think this one took that concept and was like, you know what? This is how you utilize the Wiimote. This is how you make it really work for a game. And I think just, like concept of the Wii, concept of this game, it fits together perfectly. This is also just like, I think the best WarioWare game out of all of them. I think it captures like the chaos and everything, but also has a ton of really cool side modes. Like you had this can shooting game, which was like, you know, very duck hunt. You point at the screen, you shoot cans, try to get a high score. But then you also could play birds and beans. I don't know how many people know that little callback, a little bird with a long tongue. You shoot it up at an angle to make sure these beans don't hit your platform and then you run out of space to walk, right? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. This game, it, it did a lot for me. It was great. Yeah, it's a good game. It's my favorite Warrior where it's the only one that, that made it on my list. Uh, I really like it. <laughs> Anything to add, Sierra? No, everyone's covered it. I fucking love this <laughs> game so much. <laughs> I just, you know, oh, yeah. fond memories of playing this on the way. Nice. They should bring it back. They should just port this one. Like, we should, yeah, the new one is the, good, the Switch, but... You know? The next one's going to be it's... like a spiritual successor to it, I think. Oh, like that's right, the... because you're, they're going to require you to use the Joy-Cons more, so... Yeah, all the motion control stuff. Yeah, it's just like... I just remember this one being so iconic. I feel like this is the one where it really took off. <laughs> as an outsider. All right, number 28. The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Surprisingly Even the cover low, is brown. But again, yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, me and Chewie, we, we did what we could for it, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, Steve, even the cover is brown, right? Yeah, honestly, <laughs> this game, I, I Steve, just you gotta stop talking. With it. You gotta stop talking. <laughs> yeah, I, need I, you to, I need you to not say a single word about this game right now. That's what I need you to do. I this, wasn't this, going to. Chewy, Chewy involved. <laughs> I baited you. I had to say. I mean, th this was my first Zelda game. Uh, I remember my... I got my N64. This Zelda game came out. My brother bought it. And he bought it mostly for him, but he would, like, come and visit us on weekends. And he'd just spend the whole weekend playing it, and I'd just be watching him the whole time. 
And I didn't even care because I was like, this is the greatest game I've ever seen. This is incredible. And so I, I just have really great memories of that in particular. Just my brother coming over. He didn't even have an N64, so he had to come over and play in front of us. And <laughs> it was that situation where I was like, man, I want to play so bad. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, just one sec. Let me just keep doing this thing. You, <laughs> you know? just play for three or more just, hours. You can't let go of the controller, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, great really really great game that i think defined 3d zelda after that for a long time up until yeah. breath of the wild basically right. all of 3d zelda is just trying to capture this magic here absolutely yeah i mean uh, uh I'll, i echo everything that you had to say i think the only things i would add is i think there's so much about the iconography of this game that um when you think zelda right like a lot of what you think comes from this right like the like joking about the annoying companion right like that starts with <laughs> navi this is the first appearance of opona this is not the first game where uh you having a musical instrument was key to it but like this is the first one where i feel like each of those songs that you learn and and then use as a tool is like as iconic as some of the main pieces of music you know mm. and like there's so many motifs and themes uh, musically that, like, we still go back to from this, right? Like, the Lawman Ranch theme, like, Epona's song, like, the Song of Storms, right? Like, th there's just, there's so many pieces of music in this game that are, like, out of this world. And, uh, you know, I think there's certainly things about it uh, mechanically that, you know, don't age well. Um, but I don't think it's nearly as bad as a lot of the other contemporaries of this era like this is a game i think you can still go back and play and particularly if you're playing on the, the 3ds version like that feels like a modern game you know and like mm -hmm. with with what you said about the story chewy like this is the first game where i remember really being like struck by the story of being like wanting to know what happens and and like how does the time travel play into it and like all that like i remember that sense of like awe that this was like an epic you know like this is like a story mm -hmm. on the level of like the lord of the rings or something right and like <laughs> having that like whoa i can't believe this is a video game moment you know it's the first game that ever made me feel that way yeah 27 tetris this was my number one this is what i consider the greatest game of all time across any platform um tetris i think is the definitive puzzle game it has stood the test of time. People still play it today, constantly, all the time. It's it's phenomenal. And, you know, the fact that so many people got into playing games in the first place because of the Game Boy and because of Tetris, I think it deserves its place on, on this list. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this one, this one ranked pretty high for me as well. Uh, I think the only reason I didn't rank it higher is because, like, choosing a version of Tetris is, like, that it's like so hard because it's like there's so many versions and like which version is your favorite there's a real argument to be had there so it's kind of like it almost feels like cheating to be like yeah it's the best version because you know it's like it's like mm -hmm. feels like such a cheat code to be like that's the best game of all time but i mm -hmm. completely agree with everything you had to say about it i think tetris is the puzzle game it is one of the best games ever made and there's a reason there's 500 versions of it and they're all good Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Super Mario Bros. I was going to mention this a little bit earlier. I don't know if Tetris or Super Mario Bros. was the first game I ever played, but it was one of those two. Definitely ones that, yeah. Oh, mine was a weird game. It was Alex the Kid on the Sega Master. Shout out to Alex the Kid. It was the first game I ever played. (laughs) All right, number 26, Pokemon Stadium 2. Ah. Love it. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think there's much else to say that we didn't say about Stadium, except I think this game just had more content, and yeah, it's more. And it's gold and silver. Yep, I love gold and silver. Same. My my like <laughs> crowning memory of this game is I remember I had to get a tooth pulled uh, when I was a kid, and it was like right when this game was coming out, and I remember driving home and being like, you know, I was so good at the dentist, I feel like we should stop at putting. And they were like, you know what? Okay, fine, fair enough. I remember going home, eating my chicken McNuggets and playing this game. It was just a gay old time. All right. Top 25, baby. Number 25, Paper yes. Mario. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> Paper Mario. I even I haven't even personally played this one myself, but I've seen so many people play it and watched playthroughs of it that I'm like, God, like this game rules. I just know. This cover it's just gets me. Style. It's so good. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like... Yeah. It holds up visually the best of probably any of the big N64 games, you know? Yeah. Such a timeless mm-hmm. look. Yeah, I've been I've been replaying it slowly just whenever I'm like, you know what? I feel like getting a little bit more progress here in Paper Mario. Um, I think I've only beaten like one the, the first like major boss or something. Um, but it, yeah, every time I go back to it, I'm just like, man, this game, they just like nailed it. It's yeah. uh, like I said earlier, it's so tightly crafted. Every all the mechanics fit in just perfectly with each other. So <laughs> this great. is uh this is another game that like I, my best friend owned this one and I remember like coming over and he had already started it and uh I was like got really into it and I and like he fell asleep and I made a new file so I could play the beginning and catch up to where he was and then I was like, please don't play this without me. I wanna watch you play the rest of it. And we did the whole thing that summer, passing it back and forth and everything, and it's just like I still have his cartridge too. He gave it to me like <laughs> years later, um, and yeah, it's just that's yeah, just such a awesome game. It has so much personality and like such a good vibe to it. You know, it's very different and special for sure. <laughs> Twenty four Super Mario Three D World plus Bowser's Fury. Great collection, genuinely. I mean, 3D World on its own is great. You have Bowser's Fury to it, and it's just like next level. The fact that there's like two games in one (laughs) is just insane. And I'll never forget that stream and how terrible the online was. Uh, Oh, fond memories. (laughs) AJ from uh, Redirect, yeah, we played through like the whole game, and it was... It was a blast. It was a great time. It was also definitely very hard, but... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, this, really good. I think it just it this, just sounds, sounds so interesting in comparison to any other Mario game I've played, just with the perspective and stuff. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah. It's fresh, you know? And it's like with how many Mario games there are, the fact that you can find ways to keep that formula feeling new is always a really good achievement. I would love to see a full-length game in the style of Bowser's Fury. I feel like that's the Oh, for step. sure. This game made it on my list simply because of Bowser's Fury. I thought that was so cool. It's I awesome. think it's like a nice, it's a nice little taste of what Nintendo's probably thinking of doing for the next 3D Mario, you know? So, yeah. We're still waiting on that, but it was a really cool thing for them to do. Very different. Mm-hmm. Number 23, 
Super Mario Sunshine. This game is I know way this too was high. On Sierra's this list game is well. way too high. No, I had not. this in like the bottom of my list. This is the I'm worst. I'm surprised. <laughs> oh, because it's so so hard and so no. Like, oh, I don't know. Like, like the, the levels are very convoluted. I just feel like it's so like it's the most I feel of like this game is unfinished. Like I and like this this game there's Fair. it has such a drop off near the end and like there's just things about it that stick out like jagged edges to me but like i get it it has it's so pretty isle delfino is an awesome locale like saying it's the worst Yoshi, mario game vomiting like... everywhere <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you know saying something's the worst 3d mario game is saying it's like the worst i don't know time, time someone it's handed you free money. so it's fair it's sure fair. yeah Listen. it's like whatever it's still great it's on my list because, like, it was a game I always admired from afar, but I was never interested in 3D platformers. And then I was, like, begged for a long time to try playing this. And I was so scared. And, like, I was told many times how difficult it is. But I beat that shit. I did not think I was going to. And I beat it. And I'm I'm proud of that. That a lot of people like have been, like, Harder than some Dark Souls games. I forget, like, um, I forget what they're called, but there's the special levels where you don't have the flood, and it's like just I forget what they're like, called too. But you know what I'm talking about, where it's like yes. one level clear. Those the ones are where you want to die. <laughs> those are so difficult, and it's so funny because like the regular game is like much easier than those levels. Those levels are really tough and they're awesome yeah there's some and parts that are really hard in the normal levels so like sure. just the traversal but the flood very much is a like a get out of jail free card at times you can yeah. miss miss where you're gonna go and like it's a little miss more forgiving yeah and you can be like oh shit okay quick let me get my jetpack yeah. like over there instead so yeah and like don't get me wrong there are moments in the main campaign that are definitely tough but like those extra levels are like they really kick your teeth in. I was like, when we when we had the collection, like replaying it, I got to like the first one, and I was like, "Damn, this is even harder than I remember." Like, what the hell? But, I loved it though, and like chasing after Shadow Mario, just like going around painting on Al, Al Dolphino and stuff. It's so cool. It's such a cool concept. I love the overworld yeah. experience too. Like the way that yeah. you can explore the overworld, like as you unlock the new. Yeah. Like the super jet and stuff, and you can get to like that higher level. Get to different places, and... yeah. Or you can go further out, like to the ocean where there's that little island, and you can kind of get out to there as well. And yeah. I am so glad it's it's not the same old boring story of Bowser's captured Princess Peach and run off with her again, and you've got to go save her. Like it's something fresh, it's something different. Remember the and there is acting? like that was the thing I forgot exactly yeah. until I replayed it. Weird. It's really cool. I, I like it. Mm -hmm. I love I, I really like this game. Yeah, I'm a hater, but it's a great game. <laughs> <laughs> Number twenty two, Super Mario World. Heinous. Excellent. Heinous that these two are next to each other. Insane. This is my number two <laughs> game. <laughs> or maybe number three. It's up there. It's top three. Uh I mean I'm literally wearing a Super Mario World shirt. This is one of my favorite games of all time. I think this is arguably in the conversation for best 2D platformer of all time. I think it's the best Mario game. Um, stylistically, like artistically, musically, 
It's mm-hmm. pretty unmatched. And that says a lot when you're talking about the Mario franchise. I think this is this is it. This is the one to beat in my mind. This is the game by which I judge every other platformer, right? Like it's the it feels right, the aesthetic is perfect, and I'm also like personally very connected to it. It's a game that I have played many, many times. I go back to very, very often. And uh, like some of the other ones that Chewie called out, I originally played the Super Mario Advance version of it, and that mm-hmm. was for years the way that I played it. So it's like a game I've played over and over again over the generations for sure. And like that's like yeah. the only way I've ever played this is with Super Mario Advance. Like I I I loved it. This is the only 2D Mario game that made it on my list. I've popped aside from Mario Maker um, because I just think it's so great. Exceptional, and it, and I think this is one of the first times that we really see a lot of the stuff that makes Mario and is like meaningfully like this is imagery that reminds me of Mario when I see it going forwards. Yeah. A lot of it started out in Mario World. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I I loved this game. I all of the secrets that there were to discover, everything. I, I just remember this was like the game that got me through huge long road trips where we'd spend like three days in a car just to get to wherever we're going uh i'd play this forever and then even looking at like mario wonder some of the stuff in there i'm like man i really hope this is gonna scratch that super mario world itch that i feel hasn't been so many things where it's like i remember like discovering like the secret yoshi combination like you get the one that could fly and stuff and like there was just like so many cool things to discover like mm-hmm. that made replaying the game feel really rewarding, you know? Um, yeah. There was always something else to figure out. And like, I remember like downloading pages of like cheat CC guides of like, do this and you can do this skip and like just finding all this stuff I hadn't <laughs> played, gotten in my vanilla playthrough. Um, and like, I remember like, I used to speed run it where like I would start levels and then wait for the timer and then like, be like, all right, let's go. Like, wait till the music speeds up and then start running like shit like that. Just, ah. It's it's one I love to go back to to this day for sure. Devastated it didn't make the top twenty. So close, two away, two points. <laughs> All right, number twenty one, Pokemon Snap. Nice. Where was this for everybody else in your ranking? Out of curiosity, high for me. I don't yeah, know. It wasn't on my list. Okay, I first had it above New Pokemon Snap, and then I switched them. I had this one higher, so I think I probably forced this one up the ladder. Um, I love this one. I was torn because it's like, well, this is the original. This was what like made me yearn for the new one, and this was such a unique experience, like specific to Pokemon that I had as a kid that I loved and like clung onto. It was like one of the like it was the only Pokemon experience I really shared with my mom. She beat it, and neither me nor my sibling did. She. She like, um, she would play when we were at school, and she she caught Mew. Like I never even got to do that. And it's just like it was nice to share that with her. And um, I, I don't know. Like I I love this game so much. I just wasn't sure if like objectively the experience was better than New Pokemon Snap, which yeah. like provided me the same thing, but like more op. Like I don't know, just prettier. Yeah. But and there's like, so many I- moments like. Yeah, in this game that are just, like, iconic. Yeah, I think that's what did it for me. Like, I'm with you. Yeah. Where, like, I think New Pokemon Snap is, like, decidedly a better game. But, like, the cultural moment that this was was so oh, cool. Yeah. Like, 
I remember going to Blockbuster and printing out your pictures while you're going oh to my rent your game or whatever, like or rent your next VHS. Like it was just such a it was such a moment. And again, like it being not the first time we'd seen them in 3D, but the first time I saw Pokemon behave in like a natural way in a video game, right? Like mm-hmm. yeah. I just I remember every single level. I remember every interaction, like it's so burned in my brain because of how often you just run it again just for the hell of it, right? Like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's it's a really but special it, game. I do think what this one did have that the new one didn't quite capture was, like, just those interactions that turned into Pokemon evolving, you yeah. know? I think that was a really cool feature for it, so. And, like, the yeah. like the way you'd get, like, oh, you hit the Magikarp in the waterfall and it turns into a Gyarados, or you hit, you mm-hmm. know, like, there's things like that were just really, really special, you know? Yeah. And, like, you play it with friends and you'd be like, oh, have you done this? Have you gotten this one? And, like, that kind of sense of, like, trading secrets and figuring it out as you go, like, you know, obviously with new Pokemon Snap, it's the internet era, so, like, everyone knows everything immediately. It's, like, you know, it's it doesn't have that same cachet to it in that way which i i ranked it a little higher for nostalgia for sure mm-hmm. all right top 20 pokemon <laughs> scarlet and violet wow this cannot high. Believe how high this is cannot believe it insane we all Whoops. like this game more than i think we think we do but it's like damn it's high i liked it more i i think i think this game had probably one of the coolest moments for Pokemon for me. Um, Just like the whole end game sequence that, that it did two things. One, it highlighted like, man, Pokemon could be so cool, but it's also like this game looks so bad and it needs to get (laughs) updated. (laughs) Like it captured, I don't know, but overall I just had so much fun with it. The The roster of Pokemon, the Pokedex was great here. I felt like there was new stuff left and right to capture and exp- and every encounter was exciting for me as I was going through the game the first time. It was just like, whoa, I didn't know I could find this Pokemon in this. This is great. So yeah, as far as discovery goes, I think this one was like, it really captured that like, let's explore a world that's just packed with Pokemon. And and that's all I really needed, especially after Arceus. So I was like, I just want to go and capture a bunch of Pokemon. Let me go collect them all. Yeah, I I don't know. So like, this game is such a weird one for me because like I, I famously you didn't, didn't even play it at launch. launch. Yeah, yeah. I literally a friend <laughs> bought it for me, and that was why I started it. Like I was so down on it, and I ended up liking it. I still have just so many problems with it because it bugs me that like. If this game had been in development for another year or so, it probably could have been the best Pokemon game rather than the worst functioning Pokemon game that that's ever been released. But, I, you know, I don't know. It's like, it still has things going for it. I really, really like where the meta is right now. Like, the the competitive scene is really good and really healthy this, this generation. And, like, terrestrializing, it's dumb visually but mechanics wise it's very interesting like this game won me over despite its many many flaws and i ranked it Mm -hmm. higher than i think i thought i was going to Mm. um i'm surprised to see it beat out arceus i thought arceus would come in above it but yeah Mm -hmm. and especially some of the older pokemon games but i get it um i mean for me personally this game is not this high but uh having pushed this one up real high he put it pretty high 
I think I still put it below Arceus, though. Interesting. I'm double checking. But uh, I also feel like I like the story a little bit more in this game. And the characters are a little more endearing. Everyone hates yeah. Nimona for some reason, but I don't like Cassiopeia. I feel oh. like, but like as a whole, I think that uh, like the ensemble dynamic here is like much tighter than in like ensemble dynamics in the past games. And it's a very heartfelt story. Like the very, very end game, like, you know, about uh, Arvin, like that shit is so devastating like never would have expected that in a pokemon game yeah. so i mean you know like not to say that like all pokemon games should have trauma to be good but like that they does show me. an emotional depth that some pokemon games have not had and i appreciated that um the way it handles like multiple storylines is interesting too like yeah I, I i have notes for it like i think it would be cool if there was more level scaling so that like you could really do it in whatever order and not have it impact you negatively but aside from that right. like i did really like the way that i was able to kind of like go from region to region and be like i'm gonna do this gym and then i'll do this uh herb whatever the herb thing is yeah. with arvin and then like do the the team star stuff like it was cool the way that that was paced out and the way that it kind of let you do things however you wanted, you know, and that like my how I explored the map was very much limited by where I was able to go. Like I would hit a space and be like, I can't battle these Pokemon like I got to turn around, you know, like I liked that. I liked that it didn't put the guardrails up and be like, go here now, go here now, go here now. Like there yeah. is a quote unquote right way to play or go, but like. You have to look that up or figure it out for yourself. And I, I right. appreciated it putting that onus on the player again. Yeah. Yeah. It has a lot of um, uh, replay value, in my opinion. Like, now, having played the game, I'm like, yeah. okay. Like, you know, I see myself going back to this. I have gone back to this. And I will go back to it more. I'd go back to it, I think, ahead of some of, like, the other more recent entries for sure. So, I think yeah. that's definitely yeah. a, a point in its favor. You're right about that. All right. Number 19. Pokemon Gold, Silver, and Crystal. Mm. This was my number two. Um, glad it made the top 20. I think... I mean... I think there's so much about this game that is, like, what I want out of modern Pokemon. Like, the, the whole week cycle and the way that they had, like, just... This game is so stuffed with unique interactions, right? Where, like, there's, like, that cave that you can only access the water once you get surfed, but it's a cave you find in the beginning of the game, and every Friday, there's a Lapras there. Or there was, like, those siblings that each one had a name after the different days of the week, and you'd have to find them in a specific spot on the map, and they'd give you a special battle item. Like, that was where we got breeding. That's where we got, like, just so much of, you know, th I, that world, I think, is the most well-realized Pokemon Right, where like you go to Goldenrod and there's different people in the shops on different days. And it's like there's that sense of the world living and breathing. And I love how many areas there are in the game where like right south of Goldenrod, right? Where the the um the daycare is, right? There's a patch of water there. And like if you surf there, like I think that's one of the only places in the game you can find Corsola, right? And like I just love like how much it encourages you to explore to fill out the decks or to find items that are going to give you a competitive edge or whatever. And then obviously there's like the most, you know, I think at least on its face, exciting post game, right? I don't know that it's the most content rich, but like 
that moment where you're like, oh, I beat the Elite Four, the game's over. No, just kidding. You can go through Kanto and fight all those gym leaders and see how the world has changed in the years that have passed. And uh, it's just, it's got so much going for it. And like, it's not perfect, right? I think it's it's probably a little too easy. Some of the level scaling in the post game is not as good as it could be, things like that. It's certainly not above reproach, but if there's any game that I would like to see future Pokemon games learn from in terms of really just taking the time to make it feel like a place that exists and not just a video game world, like it's this one. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. <laughs> Number 18, Wii Sports. <laughs> Great ranking. <laughs> One of the few games that was on everybody's list. Oh, it's it, the best-selling game of all time. So yeah, isn't it, it the be best-selling game? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, makes it sense. Back game with most Wii's. So yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. just such a prime party game, and like something that kind of transcends gaming culture. Like, like playing this with my friends who are not gamers when we were in high school. Yeah, or like your parents, grandparents, right? Like I remember this being a thing in like old folks' homes and people would play the virtual bowling and like, yeah, it was it was a moment. It was a cultural moment. Like you think of those, like the we would like to play commercials and stuff. Like this is an iconic game. Yeah. yeah. What, what was all your favorite games? Bowling. Because there was five bowling. of them, right? Bowling. I think baseball Hands was down. my favorite. Boxing. I liked the tennis as well. The golf was crap. Tennis was my favorite one to play against somebody else. That was always really fun. Yeah, that's yeah. I was I used to play that with my brother a lot. The bowling was good fun, and I'm glad the bowling made it into um, clubhouse games because I I used to play that all the time. Yeah, it's nice to be able to play it again on a on a modern console. Boxing was was mine. I loved boxing. That was a great one. It was like the modern day punch out, you know. Like yeah, the... yeah. They did make a a Wii punch out that was a lot like if that. Only. It was pretty fun too. I would love yeah. another one of those. Mm-hmm. Number seventeen, Tetris ninety nine. Yeah. This game is amazing. It's good. It's good. Really so good. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Steve and I were obsessed with this game for a minute when it came oh, out. Oh yeah. This game rules. Yeah. I mean, you said it all. Tetris. It's already just like you know, it's a perfect game. That, that was made but i think tetris 99 just captures that like the it, it's like the modernized version you're battling each other you send lines over to different people and just like the battle royale concept of it just works perfectly and i think that's why i kind of like i think they're even shutting down the the pac-man one this right? is the only pac-man one that's still running 99. yeah this that's is the only shame. one that stood I the test the pac-man, one. pac-man was great mario 35 was great and yeah I, i'm glad this is still around and i think they'll keep it honestly because this one seems to be like they, they nailed it with it this works. one well, I, I bought the. This was the only one I bought the. the I actually think this was the only one that got DLC, the big block DLC. Yep. I remember buying that so oh, I could yeah. play it offline, so I could have Tetris all the time because mm-hmm. I love Tetris. <laughs> it's one of my favorite games. Absolutely. Yeah. Number sixteen, Splatoon two. <laughs> Great game. I spent so so much time on this game. Uh, I know people who bought Switches just for this game. Like they weren't interested in Breath of the Wild, but when Splatoon 2 got announced, they were like really hyped for it because they played absolutely tons of Splatoon over on the Wii U. Um, it was great. Like the addition, the additions to this game from from the original, 
where mm-hmm. I think really, really geared some of the new levels. I think we got the Julies for the first time in this, right, Jerry? Like some yeah, of the Julies were introduced. Time. Yeah, so there's a, like a lot of a lot of stuff in this. Salmon Run made its debut, and they've continued to improve mm-hmm. that, as you said, in Splatoon three. But the reason I put Splatoon two so high on this, this was my number eight game. Uh, was just because of the number of hours I, I spent on it. I really got hooked on it. True. This was like my game for years. I I would constantly go back to it and, and play it. And Splatoon three, I just don't. I just I guess maybe it was the time for me. I just wasn't in the moment for it. Even though I think that game is probably better in in all ways. I think Splatoon two for what it did for for the franchise is uh, it deserves to be high on the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the and... only Splatoon on my list for that reason. This is the only one I really got <laughs> into. Three, I was excited for it. I bounced off it hard. So I gave the shout out to this one. Um, Octo Expansion as well. Like Splatoon Story oh, yes, Mode yeah. was always weak up until they introduced Octo Expansion. Splatoon 3 Story Mode was actually really good. I, I played through all mm-hmm. of that. I had a good time with that. Whereas, yeah, Splatoon yeah. 2 Story Mode was like, eh, okay, it's, it's teaching me the mechanics of the game. But really, the, the meat and potatoes is I'm going to go off and I'm going to beat people in these different battle modes. But some of the new modes they added to this, like Clam Blitz, for example, is my favorite um, <laughs> ranked mode. I absolutely love it. Um, yeah, I I have a, a fond, fond memories of Splatoon 2. Number 15, Animal Crossing New Leaf. Nice. <laughs> Excellent. This is the first I Animal still... Crossing on the list, right? Yeah. yeah. I think so. Makes sense. I always tell people Animal Crossing New Leaf, I think, was like really, soli- really mastered what Animal Crossing has been for a long time. A thousand percent. Yeah. And I think this game, it was very it was very special to a lot of people. I think a lot of people really loved this game, loved the characters, loved the town, uh, and slowly like building it up over time. Uh, the mini games that you had when you'd go to Tortimer Island and that sort of thing was super great. And yeah, I think a lot of stuff really came together with this game a lot of like what animal crossing had been up until that point and yeah this one's real special for me for sure yeah this one feels like a penultimate like animal crossing game of like everything we like yeah like everything you said like i you could collect so much there was so much Mm -hmm. to do um i love this game so much mm-hmm. and it, having control like, as the mayor too like just yeah. putting stuff around the town it was it was limited compared to like you know what we have now but like just having that as a feature and such a big uh thing that people can do and yeah yeah looking at this cover the town tree how that grew over time <laughs> yeah yeah it, it was great Real, really well, nostalgic like the, the introduction of amiibo as well like in the the yeah. welcome amiibo edition like that was really really cool being able to have these cards that we could just scan in and do and do all sorts of cool things with it was it was really nice. Mm-hmm. I mean that came, that was a huge obsession for me. I have every amiibo card <laughs> at this point, <laughs> so yeah, I'm all about it. Yeah, I really like this game. This this was kind of the game that got me back into Animal Crossing. I, I loved the mm-hmm. original and City Folk. I thought was you know honestly I have no concept of how good or bad city folk is as a game because of how much I hate the controls um the like you needed to hold the Wiimote and point and click and it's like this is I cannot play this game this way like it's exhausting you know wild world 
was really cool. And I remember being very into that, but this game was like, what a step up, right? Like it felt like the first really meaningful innovation in animal crossing. And you can see the DNA of this game and how that translated to what new horizons became for sure. So like I didn't get as into this game as I did new horizons, but I had a really good time with this game and, and a really fun relationship with it. It was like, a game I would bring to work with me and I would like pl go sit near the water on my lunch break and mm. like, you know, enjoy the sun and like chill out. And it just, uh, it, it definitely brought that, that feeling back for me of like what I loved so much about the original, but um, with so much more to do. So it was way easier to play for longer and not have that like, well, I've spent my 30 minutes in animal crossing time to go do <laughs> something else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Love that about it. Real elevation of the formula. Number 14, Mario Party Superstars. Yeah. Great game. Online multiplayer. Exactly. Not the first mm -hmm. one to have it because Not we finally first. got a Super Mario Party. Right. But, but yeah. But even then, it wasn't, it was mini games basically I'm on like, Super Mario is, Party when it first happened. This is the thing we've yeah. always wanted, right? Is like, give us, <clears throat> give us the ultimate collection. Give me a game with all the boards, with all the mini games. It's not quite there. But I think it's the closest we're ever going to get to a perfect Mario Party game. So, credit where it's due. We're going to play this again yeah. sometime. It's been too long. We should we should do a stream. Yeah, I crack oh, for it sure. out every now and again. Like this is perfect for like Christmas and birthdays and like yeah. all sorts of stuff with family. Like it's a really really great game. I love the Mario Party franchise. It's probably my favorite franchise. The, the franchise I've played the most. It's the one of the better represented ones on this list too. Yeah, like with several was it the fifth entry, right? We had two, three, five, six, and this. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Number thirteen, hmm. The Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker. Great game. Love this. Love gorgeous this. game. Love this placement. Yeah, I, I, I need to. I really just want them to bring it to to Switch. Like I, seriously, like I'm ready mm -hmm. to play. I'm, I'm. That game I feel is like so I'm perpetually ready to play this game. It's so good on Wii U, and it's devastating that they've never brought it over. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's ways to play it on a handheld, but um, not on Switch. <laughs> uh, but it's, I yeah, want it on really the good. OLED, Steve. Come on, <laughs> we so beautiful. I God, I know. I'm I, dying. I, I want to play this yeah. on the Switch. It's so funny to think about how the revisionist history around this game has happened too. Like I remember when it came out and like how much people were so down on the style and like it has aged better than any of its contemporaries. The HD remaster is gorgeous. Like this game rules. I think it is the best game to ape the Ocarina formula for my money. Like I, I love the progression of this game. I love the open sea and the traversal of that. Like Red Lion is pro or King of the Red Lion, I forget his full name. He's probably the best Zelda companion that there's ever been. Like, this game has so much going for it. Mm -hmm. And the character and just like all of the comedy around it too. Like Link's expressions are just priceless this the entire the most, time. I feel like Link's ever felt like a character too, because like yeah. not only the expressions, but like he has <clears throat> very personal the, stake in the story, right? Like it's yeah, his the sister is the one missing, sister. right? Like he has a grandmother, he has a family that you know, like he feels so much more present in this world. And even like Zelda and 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 like how she gets introduced and all that is like so different. And it's the most Zelda was ever like uh uh an actor in the story before mm -hmm. that, you know, obviously now it's even more, but yeah, like 
I don't know. That game just has so much going for it. It's it's it truly rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number twelve, Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. <laughs> I am so pleased that this game got so high on this list. Very very happy to have Steve vote as highly as he did on this one as well. <laughs> uh, so this game actually reminds me. There are two fun facts I wanted to share. There are two games that people ranked at equal level. This was one of them. Steve and I both ranked this as our 12th game. Yeah. And, and it uh, is number 12 on the actual list, which is cool. Oh, my God. I didn't realize that. That's so cool. <laughs> hey, yo. And then Steve and Chewie both ranked Snipper Clips at 58. I forgot to mention that earlier, which oh. I thought was interesting. Oh, nice. This, yeah, really, this really was my first Zelda. This, this was, I, I had this on the GBA back in the day before Ocarina of Time. It's one of the first games I ever beat. Um, after years of starting it and restarting it and not making any progress and finally beating it years later, I I love this game. I, like I said about Majora's, it's it's the most outlier Zelda game. It is the most different than every other Zelda game, um, and it it is a game where you read about how it was made and it was a game that was made after hours by people that were just experimenting and having fun and like that limited oversight and like the labor of love of it, like really comes across. I think it's got a really different emotional story. It has an exceptional setting and environment in Koholin Island. That's so different than Hyrule. And like, there's none of the same reused characters. There's all these weird nods to like Mario and all this other chain chomp in there. It's like, what? Like a cool mechanic that you can get a chain chomp. Like, yeah, yeah, it's 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 a really special game, and I think both versions of it are exceptional. Uh, obviously, the newer one is a little more new player friendly, but the original is beautiful. It has exceptional pixel art. It has incredible chip tunes. It, it's just such a special game. It has so much personality, and like it's one of those games that like has just left such a mark on me and my taste. You know that like it's impossible for me to not have it in the upper echelon yeah i specifically put the remake down because i've never played the the original um but from what i've heard from you is the remake's pretty faithful anyway it's just a, a change in visual style but i love that visual style i think it's absolutely so good phenomenal. i really hope they make a return to it and and do some of the other zelda games in that style because i just think it's it's wonderful it's really or whimsical. earthbound give us earthbound yeah in the or style. earthbound I mean, Earthbound mm-hmm. was on my list. I don't think it made it to the to the final list. Um, I I played some of that as well last year. Weird game, really weird game. I don't know how well that would translate without some serious <laughs> changes to gameplay. Uh, but the but Link's Awakening really really translated well. I did need you to guide me through some of the temples. That, that was one of my that's... favorite streams when you were like, I want to finish this game. You want to coach me through the last dungeon? I was like, absolutely. That let's stupid go. stupid ball thing. Oh, my God. It was so annoying. <laughs> but we did it, and I got through it, and I was so glad I did because it was it was wonderful. And to, and to see, like, the, the end of the story and what it was all about it was really great. It was so funny, too, because I remember coming into it and being like, I can walk you through this without a guide. I'm pretty sure I remember it. And you were, nope. like, already in the middle of it. And I was like, oh, no, you've already moved stuff around. I have no idea yeah. where you are in the process. Like, all right, let's try it. Let's, you know, we'll, we'll find a guide. But, yeah, it was so much fun. That was a great time. <laughs> I love this game. I, like, this was one of the games, like, when they announced the remake, like, I lost my shit. I was like, I can't believe that they're 
acknowledging that this game exists, you know? So I love, would love to see them give the same treatment to Oracle of Ages and Seasons and some of those other games. Very, very pleased to see this one rank this highly. Number 11, Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Very pleased to nice. see this this high. I think this is probably, if you ask me, what is the best Pokemon game removed from it. any, like, just objectively, I feel like this is the one, you know? Get all the benefits of the updates to Gen 4 in what I think is the best uh, region that we ever got. How can you com how can you complain? I use my Poke Walker to this day. Nice. I love that. Do you have a Pokemon in it? A Togepi. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, it only goes up a level when you put it back in, and they're limited to grow one level. So this Togepi's got like five million experience points, and it's just going to grow <laughs> to like level seven, I think. It's <laughs> incredible. All right, number ten, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Love this for a number ten. Love this for yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. What like, I, I don't know what else you can say about this game, right? Like, aside from the fact that it is truly the ultimate iteration of Smash Brothers. Like, S Sakurai mm -hmm. left it all on the court on this one, and this game is basically perfect. I love this game. <laughs> I, I it was the game, the first Smash where I took it seriously and decided to like abandon button mashing forever and actually learn how the game works. Um it really is like so interesting like there's just something for everybody. Like if you want to play it at a competitive level, there's so much to take in and learn. Um but if you also want to play it casually, like it also scratches that itch. Um and then like who can forget the hype love like the dlc characters like that was such a good period like of time in nintendo that lore original direct where they were like everyone's here no we mean everyone I, I was screaming at the top of my lungs just like what they're pulling they're bringing back young link they're bringing you know it's like it was crazy <laughs> yeah so that was yes. such a hype direct that's one of the best directs ever you know <laughs> We also got one of the worst directs ever after that. It was like, here's the menus, and here's what the menus <laughs> like. He would love Zachariah. That's all for as him. many menus as he wants. Kavos <laughs> is blood His hands don't even work anymore, Steve. Leave him alone. Look at these menus. I made these menus. You will look at them. <laughs> He's a master, though. And, like, his YouTube channel now is just phenomenal. Like, the, the yeah. absolute knowledge that man has and is willing to share with everyone is I just phenomenal. Those. I watch every one of them. They're so interesting. And, like, yeah. it's so cool that he's out here, like, just giving away his wealth of knowledge for free and being like, I want to inspire the next era of game to like, yeah, yeah. like i'm not doing guy. one of these smash games again if someone else wants to they can watch these youtube videos and and they can pick it up i'm he done. can't if he makes <laughs> another one again i'm gonna be very afraid i like really need him to move on and i know he can't but he needs to he needs to walk away it's time to hang up yeah. the cape buddy <clears throat> but yeah i mean perfect game perfect game great amazing franchise perfect game number nine Metroid Dread. Yeah. Wow, I can't believe how high this is. Yeah, I love how high oh, yeah. this is. This is awesome. I can't believe it ranked this high. The only Metroid game on the list, and this game is awesome. No, Fusion's on the You're list. You're right, I'm sorry. Yeah, I forgot about Fusion. You're right, no disrespect. 
this was the one that won me over, right? This is the game that made me a Metroid fan. It's the only Metroidvania I've ever liked enough to complete. And you got to play Fusion. I want to. I do. I want to get back in now because I'm like, Dread sold me on the formula. It showed me how it could be satisfying in a way I had never, that had never clicked for me before. Mm-hmm. Amazing yeah, on the Dread, OLED. Dread made it higher on my list too. And just like the the way this game just like makes you feel so weak, but then strong, but then weak again. Like just it, time after time you hit a new wall and you're just like, I don't know if I'm ever going to beat this. And then you figure it out and you do it and you're like, man, I'm unstoppable. And then you hit that next wall. <laughs> but like in, in a way that's just like, it doesn't ever feel like it's impossible, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, it like channels yeah. the feeling you get in a horror game where you're like, I'm helpless. I'm helpless. But then like when you figure it out, you're like, oh yes, I'm awesome. Like I, I, beat the emmy like the first time you took one of those out you're like all right like we're getting somewhere right like that sense of progression Mm -hmm. is so satisfying (laughs) yeah i i was over the moon about this game this was our game of the year in 2021 i think that shows how highly both pete and i felt about it because we'd never been metroid fans before we've never got we didn't think we were gonna play it yeah, I was just like, ah, oh, it's a Metroid game. We're not going to play it. But we had a Nintendo Mouse on, on the show, and he had previewed the game and, and reviewed it. And we were just sold on it. We were just like, holy shit. And what a launch title for the for the OLED Switch as well. It's like Beautiful. really, really mm-hmm. showed off that screen and, and, and exactly just like the game I needed at that moment. I sat through, this is one of the rare games where, and I, and, Anyone that listens to the show know I never knows I never do this, and I just played through it in one weekend. Did nothing else. I just played Metroid <laughs> Dread all the way through, and I could not stop until I'd finished it. I but think I, you it beat like it before me, and I was like, "What? Like that's never like you just like yeah, devour." Never it. happens. I was uh, I was hooked on it. I'm absolutely hooked. I love this game. It's one of my favorite games. Very pleased to see it in the top ten. That that kicks ass. Can't wait for another one. <laughs> Number eight, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Let's fucking nice. go. Love this. Uh, this is my first Fire Emblem. This is one of my favorite JRPGs of all time. I love tactical RPGs. Um, Fire Emblem is a series I have wanted to get into since Awakening. I've had friends like pushing me to get into it for years, and I just never took the plunge. I remember going into this game expecting it to be kind of what I had with Xenoblade, where I get in, and I like it, and I play maybe 20 hours, and then I'm like, I feel like I've seen what this game has to offer, and I kind of move on. And within the first 45 minutes of this game, I was deeply entrenched. And <laughs> yeah, I, this is one of my favorite games on the Switch. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, it's a game I've only played once, and it looms in my memory still. I constantly think about going back and doing another run-through, and and picking another house and everything, but you never you I mean, never played the DLC on it. No, no, because I only played it once. By the time yeah. I was done, the DLC hadn't been out yet, and it's like I think about going back, but it's one of those games where like I treasure that playthrough, and I'm so attached to the group I picked and the choices I made that it's like mm-hmm. I'll get back to it one day, but I'm not in a rush because it was so perfect, and I I still remember that experience clear as a bell, you know. And it's also like. I spent 110 hours on the single run I did, so. That was the funniest thing <laughs> to me, Chewy, is like that was early in our friendship, and I remember you being like, oh, I'm 90 hours in, and you hadn't gotten to the time skip yet, and I was like, how? <laughs> how have you played this much, and you're not even in half the end 
of the game yet. Like, I was like, you're telling me the time skips? What? Yeah. (laughs) You were just like, what? Like that, what? Yeah, no. I I spend way too long on Fire Emblem. Uh, But yeah, this game, I think it really benefited from its like predecessor doing kind of a poor job with like handling three different storylines, you know, like they had they had a run with it with Fates. Um, And this one was like, you know, we didn't quite get that one as right as this. Let's let's get these characters more connected. Let's get them into a setting that like makes sense for this type of story. And just like the setting itself too, like the school stuff, kind of the the persona aspect to it, right? I love that. That they they nailed it with this, where it just like had such a good effect on like how you grew your units, how you um, bonded with like all of the characters too. So yeah. yeah, they they did a really good job with this game, and I love that. I still have more to play through it um it, whenever I want to go back you know like I have two f- three four four different storylines that I could still do <laughs> with that right and I've done one so yeah golden deer forever <laughs> number seven Kirby and the Forgotten Lands. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> love this. Love to see a Kirby game in the top 10 this game is an amazing this we all loved this game last year um, this was my first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is one of two Kirby games that made my list. Yeah. This is my first <laughs> Kirby game. Mine too. So, yeah. Mm. Very At least mainline. Piece of my heart. Like I played, yeah. I played Air Ride, but yeah, this was this was my first uh, mainline Kirby. I was I... so excited when you two picked it up and like got into it right away, and I was like, oh yes, awesome! Yeah. Like I love Kirby. I feel like Kirby is like. It, as a character, beloved, but I feel like the franchise is like it doesn't always get as much love. Um, you got, got too baby could. though, right? Like everyone, that seemed to be why everyone was just tired of it just becoming yeah. easier and easier and easier. And I feel like this was a return back to form because to get those three stars on some of the levels, it was actually yeah. really challenging. Yeah. To be able the to get final that. fight were... is also difficult. Mm. Yeah. You I know, still yeah, have to go back and do like the. Sick. Like a couple of them were pretty daunting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I still have to go back and do like the crazy post game stuff that I heard is just like really difficult. Awesome. Um, so I never yeah. finished it. I got pretty deep into it, and then the Steam Deck came out, and then I was like, "Well, <laughs> I'll come back to this." So happened with me. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful game. Very pleased to see it this high. I I really am hoping that this game is kind of a a new era for Kirby, where it's you know we have some releases that have a little bit more clout and cachet number six legend of zelda tears of the kingdom wow not as high as i thought it would wow. be too low this is the too highest ranking game low. that was not on every single list was it Sierra, not on sierra's yeah. list i still haven't played it i'm sorry oh, okay it, it'd probably hop up honestly <laughs> yeah I, th- I think if sierra plays it it'll mm-hmm. They'll if not number one. one, I think it'll yeah. be number I'm not two. excited to do uh, mechanical engineering, but I think I'll <laughs> oh, be able to. Don't worry. There's, there's a thing called auto build, and once you get that, it does it all for you. You make anything. Yeah, it does That's it all right. for you. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I am, yep. I am dying for you to. I know you still haven't finished your Breath of the Wild run through. I'm dying for you to stream this game. I would love to watch I'm it. I'm going to stream this game mm-hmm. as soon soon. I have all the pieces I need to build my stream setup, but I just have to do it. I'm very close. And I'm, like when I come back, I'm like, Tears of the Kingdom, let's go. Let's yeah. Yeah. I can't stress enough like how the entire first month of me playing this game 
still moment after moment, just my jaw would drop. Yeah. There, there's so many things that happen in it and you're just impressed throughout the entire thing. I, I got to say, I think this is my favorite video game now. Um, yeah, I put this at number one for me. Yeah, I did too. This game is... This was my number two. Wow. This game's exceptional. Like, I I remember when I... The first time I played it, I had, like, a fucking stupid grin on my face, like, the entire time. And I think for the first several weeks of playing it, like, every time I'd sit down and play it, I would have this moment of, like, this feels like playing a video game for the first time again and being, like, holy shit, I can't believe that they pulled these things off that i'm having these moments of discovery and like thinking i've seen everything and then realizing i've not even seen anything yet like having that moment again and again and again and i've played it for 120 hours and i'm still not done and i still get that sense of magic when i sit down and play it even 120 hours in it's just like I don't know. I don't know. This might be it. Like, this might be the best game ever made, um, <laughs> which is such an insane, bold, hyperbolic claim. But, like, it's just, it's got the fucking sauce. <laughs> yeah. I, I, same. I just felt like every step of the way, I was like, man, I have discovered so much. But I feel like I've not seen a single thing in this game. Talking about replayability too, Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's a never-ending game. Number five, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. <laughs> yeah, glad this is this high. It is the best kart racer. I'm glad of you said that. Time. It's this um, game is so good. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really good. This, this definitely mm-hmm. deserved like five. In the same way that I'm like, oh, Smash at ten feels right. This feels right at. I don't know if it's just recency bias. It feels like a lot of like Switch titles are the best culmination of those respective like IP or like like Nintendo specific like franchises. Like, but like it just they just are like 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 the the Zelda games, like this game, Smash. They're just refining it over the years, and I feel like they refined Mario Kart to the point where it was just what else do we do you know right we can just keep adding tracks to it but they they nail the physics they nail the gameplay they absolutely nail the fun you, you can even if someone's so far ahead gonna rubber band you right back so you always know you're within a fighting chance of of actually making it if you want to and the levels in this i mean yeah we've got like six versions of rainbow road but they're all different and they all feel different and they're all mm-hmm. really great and like Every and single the time DLC? I play it, like I they love added it. a yeah. whole other game's worth of content between the original DLC and then the stuff we're still getting now. It's nuts. It's such yeah. an incredible value. There's so much to do. And the battle mode. Like I always think it's got Animal mode. Crossing. Yeah, animal and I love that different animal that level track. is. Like the, you get the bells and the seasons change. Like they oh, yeah. really mm-hmm. put thought into all of those levels, especially the original ones. Like they really spent the time to craft them and do different versions of them and make them meaningful. Like, like, I love the Hyrule Castle one as well. The rupees and everything, yeah. Yeah. And, like, I like the references to other franchises that aren't represented in characters. Like, there's the Excite Bike level, there's the F-Zero level. Like, those are really cool, you know? Like, I I, I don't know. This game's perfect. It's really, I think, the best kart racer. Uh, It's it's definitely the best Mario Kart. (laughs) Number four, 
Super Mario Odyssey. Love mm-hmm. to see this. Love to see this ranked this highly. Um, this game is awesome. I feel like this game really took 3D Mario to the next level, and it's the game I felt like we were waiting for since Sunshine, right? Mm-hmm. And it delivered. You know, I think this is the best 3D Mario. It's the most popular 3D Mario for sure. It's, you know, every world is really beautiful and well-realized. There is that real, like, incredible sense of reward from some of the moons just being, just go and traverse up to a place and grab one. And then some are, like, after a crazy boss fight. Like, I love how much control you have over the pace of the adventure and and what you want to get out of it. It kind of lets you get out of it. And then the post game is again, like we talked about with Sunshine, bare knuckles difficult. And I loved that about mm-hmm. it. Like the moon stuff is tough. Very fun. Well, and all the like nods and the Easter eggs, like the different outfits when you finish it and you get to you, you get to Peach's Castle and you get that like N64 outfit. And I, I was just like laughing so much. It, I had the, the biggest mm-hmm. smile on my face. It's wonderful. Same. And it's such low stakes as well. Like, it's one of those games you can jump in and out of. You die, you lose some coins. It's not the end of the world. Who cares? You get straight back into the action. And it gives you that, like, freedom to explore because, you know, it's low stakes. You're just like, what can I do over there? But then there is still that skill involved of being able to do those, like, trick moves where I throw out Cappy, I jump on Cappy, then I can jump up again and I can throw him again. And, like, you can traverse to those areas that you might not be able to get to. Uh, usually and then when you finally get there you're rewarded with a moon or you're rewarded with a secret or you're rewarded with something i think you can just become any character or item in the game you become like a goomba with the mustache and that actually works too like that like it it never feels like lame or stilted like in a game that's so about Mm -hmm. movement and momentum it's like how did you make all those things feel good Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, especially after like the 3D All Stars uh, pack came out, and I revisited those, I was just like, Super Mario Odyssey just nails it. All of the movement, it feels so good, and then the 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 power with Cappy and taking control of those characters and having like levels built around playing as those character, the different enemies as well, like all of that is just fun i i smiled just like steve the entire way through every every step of the way i was just like man this is just a really fun game i'm pretty sure i ended up giving this my game of the year over breath of the wild because of that it's like breath of the wild is a better game but this game just like it touched a a piece of me that is like you know it's it's hard to connect with things in a sense of childhood wonder and like this gave me that of just like, man, this yeah. takes you right back to playing a Mario game for the first time, you know? And the music, I still listen to the soundtrack all the time. Come right. on jump up, superstar! Oh, so good. So good. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Where's the, where's, when's the next cover stream, Sierra? I want you to do that one. I know. I would love to do that one. <laughs> soon. Not soon enough. You've got to do it in a Pauline outfit, though. Okay. Please wear like a Pauline suit. <laughs> just a, a red dress and then like a bowler hat. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a red dress? Yeah. Number three, Animal Crossing, the original. Yeah. Nice. Fuck yeah. This is insanely <laughs> high, and I love it. <laughs> it has to be, though, right? You know, we've got Chimmy yeah. here. Of course, it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> I put it as my number three Aww. on my list. So I mean, it matches. I think this is probably the, the second best game on GameCube. 
If not, yeah. so like I'm right there. Um, yeah, what do you think is, the first best game? Wind Waker. Game. Wind Waker is yeah. phenomenal, but like it's fair. This game is the game that like got me into social. Ga- I mean, I guess I played The Sims before this, but like I don't know. I like The Sims. I love Animal Crossing. You know, there is a game. unique charm to this game that absolutely no one has been able to perfectly replicate. No. Absolutely mm-hmm. no one. Not even uh, even compared to the rest of the Animal Crossing series too. Like there's just <laughs> it has there's a just X factor. Something yeah, about this. There's one. stuff to this game that I don't think Nintendo's ever gonna do again because I think well, they, they really yeah, like. I don't want the characters so, to be rude as rude as they were in this game. Like the fact that you could play like half of the Nintendo published or almost all of the Nintendo published NES yeah. library in that game is like okay, wild. <laughs> you pay for the yeah. privilege of that now, right? Like. So yeah, there, it so many things like that, and like, you know, there's things about it, right, where it's like, it's limited compared to what you would come to expect in the modern games. But the personality that it has is like so unmatched. And this game, one of my favorite games of all time, and also the source of like two of the, I have two great heartbreaks in video games. One of them is when I lost my Pokemon Silver data which was all of my original pokemon right like from my entire childhood devastating Mm -hmm. number two is i remember i moved to the town where i like spent most of my youth and was feeling homesick and was like i'm going to boot up animal crossing and i had played it like not a week or so before moving and my file got corrupted and i (gasps) plugged it in and had lost my village and i sobbed I saw uh, it was and I never played it again like that was my village and I worked on yeah. it so long that I just I remember I booted sure. a new town and yeah. the layout was different and I was like I can't do this I can't like I just but yeah it's it's a game I'll never be able to forget <laughs> all right here we go number two the legend of Zelda breath of the wild <laughs> I'm surprised this isn't number one. What number one is. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was also surprised this was not number one. But uh, you know, we uh, we are overrepresented as Animal Crossing fans on this podcast. I think we all <laughs> yeah. really love Animal Crossing. Yeah. So you can guess where we're going on this one. But oh my Breath god! <laughs> <laughs> so Breath of the Wild. I think uh, before Tears of the Kingdom came out, it is probably the game I would point to as the best example of a perfect video game. And they somehow mm-hmm. upped the ante. Uh, it is still a nearly perfect video game. It is still a 10 out of 10. It is still one of the best games I've ever played. It is probably the second best game on the Switch. This game is an undeniable classic. And it would it was my number two. It would have been number one if not for the fact that they somehow made a sequel that was even better. Unheard mm-hmm. of. Yeah. This was right behind Tears of the Kingdom for me as well. Uh, and just Tears of the Kingdom took this formula and just made it better in every single way. But I don't think anything can ever replicate the feeling I got when I booted this up and played it on my Switch. And then, and that just even that experience, because it's so interlinked with the Switch for me. And, and like that experience of I'm, I dock it and it's all working. And then I pick it up and I'm taking this entire world with me wherever I go. And I can just explore it. And yeah. I lost hundreds of hours of my life to that game i did not really do much work for a month while this game was in my possession uh it was just it's phenomenal i still never ever found all of the shrines and seeds since um, yeah, I mean, yeah there's so yeah. much 
I'm doing it in Tears of the, the Kingdom. Shrines. I'm gonna do it that's this time around, but yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, man, like that that is when I think of the Switch, I think of playing Breath of the Wild the first time and having that experience of like I'm playing it at home on my dock. My friends are meeting up somewhere. I take it with me. I keep playing while we're out. I take it. I go to my girlfriend's house. I put it in her in the dock I have at her house, and I keep playing. And then I get in bed, and I'm still playing. I was going working freelance audio gigs and playing it while I was DJing and stuff. Like, uh, you could not get me away from the Switch. And I used to carry it around. I had the little the bag with the thing, and I'm carrying around like a clutch purse everywhere I go. I'm like. If I have a second, I'm going to play Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Was it the, the Sheikah Slate? No, not that one. Uh, oh, that's so cool. I, I still use so it to cool. this day. I love so that. Good. At the time, I think I had the original one. Now I have a Mario one. Um, yeah, I had okay. the, the really crappy one that they put out at launch. It was like some soft, crappy, awful one. Yeah. And I ended up buying a, mm. a new one since then. I've got like a slate gray one um, that I got for Christmas from my ex, and it's got like all the Mario icons like printed on That's it. Very cool. nice. All right, drum roll, please. That's a little weak, but okay. There we go. There we go. There we go. All right, drum roll, please. Number one. It's Animal Crossing I'm New Horizons. Yes. I am actually shocked that this is in number one. I thought it was going to be top 10, but not number one. <laughs> Well, when I sat down to do it before I had even looked yeah. at any of your lists, my my guess was this would be number one and wow. that it would beat Breath of the Wild by like a very slim margin. Well, <laughs> I mean... that's, that's what it come down to, came down to, right? Is this was the only game that was in everybody's top uh, five. Oh, wow. This okay. was my number seven. Mm -hmm. Didn't make my top five. Oh, okay. Top ten then. Whatever. Yeah. It was in everybody's this was my number two. <laughs> but, uh, was this your number well... one? Sierra, where did this rank for you? I'm looking right now. Must I have don't. been pretty high. It was but, high. Yeah, this game, this game definitely... like, got me through like, one of the worst periods of my life. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm really happy for that. It was number for eight for me. It was number seven for me. So Chewy put it, it the Chewy had it at number yeah. two. Chewy got it I right. I put it at number two, it. yeah. <laughs> well, but again, it's it's also, it, it's the only, it's one of the only games that everybody voted on. Yeah. That so highly. You know, there are a couple points, games yeah. that were on everybody's list, but very few of them were this high up. So, yeah, that that put it over by by quite a few points. Um, but I, yeah, like I mean, this game has so much wrapped up in it for that reason. Of like, yes, it's an exceptional game. Yes, it's probably the best Animal Crossing. It also is a game that I think was a huge sense of comfort and release for so many of us during lockdown. But also like. For this community, it was a super formative thing, right? Like our our original streams, like where we built so much of the flip screen community, was Steve and I hopping on every week, a couple times a week, and playing Animal Crossing because we were feeling isolated and like having that ability yeah, to like nothing else today connect with I'll the pop community. over to Pete's Island, yeah, and and just the experience of that first week when you know you can't really do anything and you're just building everything out, and I remember getting so pissed off with the game, like. It was like, oh, it'll be ready tomorrow. And then you come back tomorrow and it's like, we need another day. It's not quite ready yet. And I was just like, are you joking? And, and, and just like getting everything, like, oh, I can now vault, pole vault over to other areas of my island because you were initially stuck on that first section. Now I can fly over to other people's islands and like trying to find people who had 
the different fruits so i could have a fruit tree on, on my island of every single one or like when we would and go going, to Mega Man's island because yeah it was, going it to the summer in the southern hemisphere yeah. none of us had gotten mm-hmm. the summer yet and like you're catching different yeah. fish and yeah like i don't know it was just such a magical time yeah and 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 i think it's also like this is the best-selling switch game that's like exclusive to switch like mario kart 8 best-selling right number one but this being at number two it's sold more copies than any other animal crossing game combined at this point there's tons of people who just like even one of my coworkers, she was like i don't really do the video game thing but i kept seeing this stuff about animal crossing and so i asked for a switch and animal crossing for my like birthday or something and that's like what got her into just games in general and being or having some sort of interest to that and like yeah just the ability this game animal crossing has to like connect with people and be like this really strange thing because it's like it's a life sim it's not like any other games around you know even compared to other life sims it's really unique with its real-time clock and everything but just like the ability it has to draw people in and suddenly become like this important aspect to their life this important part to their day is it i don't know i feel like it stands out as a game to me yeah couldn't agree more I think it's it's definitely a game that um I think will always be in the back of my mind for how important it was to me at the time that it was important to me, you know? Mm-hmm. I never thought there would be an Animal Crossing game that I would care about as much as the original. And this yeah, this this hit that, which is something something special. And I never thought there would be an Animal Crossing game that would force me to buy another console because I didn't want anyone else's house on my island. <laughs> and that very much happened because I was very particular about. No, I'm not sharing this with anyone. Yeah. <laughs> this is my. No, island. that's what I would do too. Because like I, yeah, and then only one person gets to make all the decisions about where things go on the island. Nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Not I, happening. I have three switches because of this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know several people that bought a switch specifically to get into this game um whether because they already wanted to or because they were like i'm stuck inside and i miss my friends but Mm -hmm. most of those people still playing on their switch now to this day so i'm pretty psyched about that hell yeah i still play every now and then one of the best gateway games for sure (laughs) so we're here top 100 (laughs) nintendo games of all time ranked listed we did it gang in now what is Assuredly, the longest episode. Oh, it's gotta be. <laughs> I know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, well, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought it would be a little shorter. Um, for context, <laughs> I spent upwards of eight hours between making my own list and then taking all of yours and compiling it and making the PowerPoint. I've I've spent about half a day working on this podcast Blast. and then recording it. So I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> I hope it was worth the effort. I had a great time. I, I hope you, time. the listener, did as well. Because I swear to God, if I have to do a 200 episode, or yeah, episode 200, we'll do top 200 games. It might kill me, but I kind of want to do it anyway. I don't think I can. You can do it too We're going to get to 100 games in this one. Like, we maybe, maybe we'll have to figure out something else. But, um, <laughs> I, I, really pub- I really want everyone to publish their lists over on Discord in the Nintendo Noise uh, channel mm. when this episode goes out, because... 
Um, I'd l- some of the games on everyone's list are just so different, and uh, I think it'll be really interesting for people. To be None able of to you have to publish have your list. I had to make an Excel with all of ours, so I'll just put up the okay, Excel cool. and everybody okay, cool, the cool, wrong cool. Sounds good. Awesome. <laughs> so, thank you all. If you listen this far, you're one of the real ones, and I appreciate you. Thank you for joining us here on another episode of Nintendo Noise. Thank you for joining us for 100 incredible episodes of Nintendo Noise. A huge thank you to Steve and Chewy and Sierra for being wonderful co-hosts and for uh, taking this insane ride uh, together. It's been a blast. I'm very much looking forward to the next 100 episodes. Uh, And a huge, huge thank you to you, the listener, all of you, whether you've been listening since episode one, whether you've been listening since the podcast, whether you just tuned in and this is your first one and you stuck out all three and a half hours of this massive episode, uh, we greatly appreciate you. We we wouldn't do it without you. We couldn't do yeah. it without you. Thank you for your support, however you show it. Now, everyone get angry in the comments and tell us how wrong we are. And <laughs> tell us what your top 100 games are. What really games did we miss? <laughs> what games yeah. should be on the list and isn't? That's what I want to hear. Because you could argue all, all live long day about the numbers, right? The math. They're going to say Metroid Prime. That's the one. That's that a good missed. one. Yeah. The, Max, <laughs> the fact that Max didn't make it for this episode, he's got to be rolling over in his grave that we didn't have yeah. a single Metroid Prime game on here. But mm-hmm. that's why you show up to recording call, right? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys again. We love you. We appreciate you. And uh, we'll see you next week for another episode of Nintendo Noise. Remember, flipscreen.games. That's the website. However you choose to show your support or get involved, we appreciate you. And thank you for tuning in for another episode of Nintendo Noise. For the crew, I've been Pete. He's been Steve. He's, no, wait, he's been Steve. He's been Chewy. She's been Sierra. We'll see you next week.